Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What is up, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers Podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Tonight's show, Horn injured again as Bryce Young looks to bounce back versus the Saints. The Carolina Panthers will be playing on Monday night this week against the New Orleans Saints, and we've got a ton of content to talk about, whether it's turf, and how it's destroying Achilles and knees all across the world. And we saw that on Monday Night Football last night with one of the craziest endings to overtime you can imagine. From J.C. Horn's hamstring as he gimped off the field again in his first appearance in 2023 and is reportedly going to miss weeks of action. The Carolina Panthers struggled against the run. We've got some insight into that with Mike K tonight. We've got a little tease because I got a beat check coming for you tomorrow with Mike K. You're going to be great, man. It's going to be great. We've got a great guest tonight and David Grubb from Believe in Saints podcast. We've got all the Panthers content that you need. It's the longest running Panthers podcast from the fan perspective each and every week at 9 p.m. I do it with my homeboys and my wheel man Cody Lashney is back. Tony Dunn, the season is back around. Panther fans are already fighting with one another, as I'm sure you and I will find a reason to do so tonight. Man, listen, uh, a last-minute signing of Tariq Cohen that literally just happened uh, an hour or two ago. Deion Jones back on the roster. And you know what? We're going to continue this Fitterer conversation that a lot of people are not willing to have. We're going to do it here tonight, Tony Dunn. But you know that we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know him and love him. It's Panther Pickle, Drew, Joey the Blind Panther, the brand ambassador, D's. What's up, brother? Double J-R, Jake the Snake, F-U, Kenneth, KG-7-3s, Kristen Ladane, Muscles Marinara, Paisan, My Life, My Story. What's up, Jay? Panther Cow 73 Pipe Slinger. Randy Stover, Red and White Bills, Roosevelt Mongo, The Real City 3 AP, and Vol Guy 23. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. You know the deal. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We want to get your thoughts and opinions on the Carolina Panthers. Their first, their debut against the Atlanta Falcons, how Bryce Young can bounce back. Will he bounce back? How this Carolina Panthers team will respond in the face of adversity. Can they respond in the face of adversity? Are our hopes too high? We need your thoughts and opinions, folks. This is your show, so get on the horn. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Check us out on iTunes. Tune in. Not Stitcher anymore. They went bankrupt. But the C3 Panthers podcast don't go bankrupt because we got the voice that makes a moist, making everybody loot around these parts. Somebody said you stay hungry, man. What you eating? I've got a calzone trying to nurse a, a headache, man. It's uh, been a, a stressful 
small vacation that we've had. And I'll tell you what, it's, uh, I was telling Cody before the show, I said, uh, I don't know how people with multiple kids do this. It is not relaxing at all to do a vacation <laughs> with, uh, with kids. Like, it's just, yeah, oh man, it's exhausting and I've got a headache. And so it's, uh, it's been one of those uh, weeks where I honestly haven't even watched much of, I watched a little bit of uh, news with regard to what happened last night. Um, I haven't really seen the updated injury stuff except for multiple weeks for JC Horn. So it'll, it'll be an interesting conversation tonight. I'll be learning along with uh, many of the people that uh, maybe haven't heard some of the stuff we're going to be discussing tonight. Fantastic stuff. David Grubb from Believe in Saints podcast at 940 tonight. Uh, we've got your cat calls later in the show. We've got the news and notes. But right now, let's just go ahead and get to it. And there's nothing bigger than the regular news. That dang J.C. Horn is hurt. And, man, I tell you, this is as we continue to talk about him and uh, this this secondary with Dante Jackson, who's spoken about J.C. Horn's injury. Um, we knew that like so much is kind of just so much about this defense felt fragile from Brian Burns, the necessity of having him out there each and every down every week, the necessity of having many ways J.C. Horn. Right now, it looks like Troy Pride. C.J. Henderson going to have to fill the void as J.C. Horn reportedly will miss multiple weeks, according to uh, not Scott. It's uh, Jason Fowler with ESPN, I think is his name. John Fowler, Jason, uh, one of the Fowlers. I wonder if he's Scott Fowler's son. That's one question I've had. J.C. Horn, hamstring injury. Any thoughts or on this? I mean, is it time? Like, should I don't even like to have the, oh, we should have picked your tan. Oh, we should have had this. It just is what it is. Well, it is what it is, but Tony, it is what it is that people are going to make that comparison. Like, they're going to continue to do that, especially when you have one who's been named a pro bowler, I believe, uh, in Patrick Sertan, and J.C. Horn, who continues to be hurt, man. And listen, I've been a big-time Horn defender. Uh, You know, I, I still believe in the talent that the dude has. He was not an injury-prone player coming out of South Carolina, but, man, it just doesn't ever get better for him, man. This is – I mean, he will have not have played a season in his first, what, three, three years. years now? He missed he 12 games. That he didn't or, miss time. 14 right. games his rookie right. year. 14 games his rookie year with a broken foot. Four games his sophomore year towards the end with a broken right. wrist. Now he's set to slated to miss at least this week, potentially more with his hamstring. Did I say Troy Pride? Yeah, and the chat okay. room is correcting you. It Troy, was Hill. Troy Hill. Troy Hill. Um, <laughs> Troy Pride. It's been you know, a long week, people. Nah, man. I. You know what? As a that was a guy that we another miss, another swing and miss for the secondary. You know, DJ Johnson didn't play a single. It didn't play on Sunday. Well, the thing it's that's obviously a concern, but I, he'll obviously get some playing time this uh, coming week, unless somebody else is able to jump him in the depth chart. But um, you know, one of the things that I I find interesting is people who still try to compare this with the like wanting to go get certain sure, but there's still people out there who are like, we should have went Justin Fields. What oh, we saw week one, like hot garbage. Last which we, here's the thing: the only thing he's looked good doing is running the football and in the NFL. He has not looked good as a passer at all in his entire career as an NFL starter, right? 
And so, like, I'm just surprised people are still holding on to this Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields last year because he had got me into my playoffs. But what we saw yesterday, like on Sunday, does not make me think that he's a better option than what we got with J.C. Horn. Just I, yeah, I don't. I think it's like an unhealthy argument or discussion to have. Be like, what if we should have? We should have. We should have. You know, is that look is. J.C. Horn has demonstrated that when healthy, he is a very, very good player. The problem is, is no one can predict injuries, and he's he, never healthy. yeah, and he's man. If he if he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have luck at all. Any luck at all? He's born under a bad side. He's been down since he learned to crawl, as old Albert King would say. Um, J.C. Horn, this this hurts us, but in some cases, here actually, let's do this. Cody, go ahead and let's uh, – I'll tease mm-hmm. this. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be putting up a new beat check. I've got a 40, 45-minute interview with Mike K from the Charlotte Observer where we hit on everything from J.C. Horn to the receivers to the defense to Brian Burns. Good conversation about Brian Burns' contract and even how the Andy Dalton potentially as a trade or um, how this turf conversation, if it's ever going to – get some legs it might happen because Aaron Rodgers is the guy whose leg or ankle was Achilles was ruined but let's check out what Mike K what he had to say about JC Horn's injury he's got a hamstring injury and those are typically multiple week injuries I, I think it's not like a a far shot in the dark to be presumptuous and say that he will miss time um that said you know if it's a minor hamstring injury, then maybe he only misses a week or two. If it's a major hamstring injury, those can be extremely lingering and you never know when that's, that's kind of going to recover. So, you know, I think they, they kind of dodged a bullet and that it's not an Achilles injury. It's, it's a soft tissue injury that once he's back, he can be back, but it's certainly not a great situation to have. That's Mike K and just a little tease of what we talked about with JC Horn. We went on to talk about how the teams react and what the thoughts are around the league and how mentally this is going to affect really. I mean, maybe JC Horn and how the fans are dealing with it. Cody, how do we deal? I, I don't know. Where do we take this conversation? Do we continue to, to, you know, down on uh, JC Horn as being injury prone, hurt, whatever, always hurt. Or do well, we hope, that somehow my man can or our guy can get some health, you know, get maybe have a week or two off, come back, be back in the mix. And now we're just trying to figure out how do we manage in the meantime? Yeah, I mean, listen, you should definitely hope for him to get back in the mix. The problem is you shouldn't expect it. And I think that's where we're at this impasse now is that we're always talking about how great of a player he is when he's on the football field, but he's not on the football field. Now we're having a question are we about to be torn up every time we play some top-tier wide receivers? Because I know that uh, we have the New Orleans Saints coming to town, which, by the way, your boy will be there Monday night, whoop, first whoop. ever Monday night football game, going with one of my best friends in life. Uh, say hello if you see me. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to have uh, a nice wide receiver core coming to Carolina. And who are we trusting to be able to step up to, to the task? I mean, not clearly Troy Pride. No, uh, I'm yeah, joking. I'm joking, Chad. I mean, Troy Hill. Know, yeah, I mean, we signed uh Lamar Jackson, not that one. We signed a different Lamar. 
today, but we finally uh, got mean, Lamar. Right now, we have no depth at the cornerback position. We talk about how the Panthers might have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But man, I mean, now that you don't have J.C. Horn, what is Dante our number one? CJ, CJ, and y'all don't oh, need to go oh. shit on CJ. I think people are We're going to anyway. They will. They will no matter what, just based on reputation. I might be one of them. Probably. CJ Henderson had played pretty well. He had a good training camp. He had, uh, according to Mike K, you'll, we'll talk about that in tomorrow's interview. So make sure you check that out. Um, he talked about how it kind of ended tough in the preseason for CJ Henderson in that final game, but he was not terrible on Sunday. And I know visually we all just see that one big play against Kyle Pitts, right? But he made a good open field tackle is that CJ Henderson is not going back to this. There's not a terrible person to have on the team right now. We need them. Uh, yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're giving up the biggest plays, at the most pivotal moments when we needed a stop and he was in position to make a stop, he doesn't make a play. And I'm saying that yeah, was sort it, of a it, surprise play in some ways. Is that Tony, nobody I know real- you want to defend him? Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that he's the worst. I'm saying that in the big moments where he has had opportunities to step up, he has failed to do to do so every single time. So that's what has me worried right now, you know? I mean, he's going to have to continue to step up now that J.C. Horn is not back there. and uh, Better than yeah. Keith Taylor. Can I, can I say the one thing that's positive about C.J. Henderson? Yeah. C.J. Henderson has been available more than any of these other guys that we consider our star cornerback. Yeah. Amen. You know? Amen. And so what have we, what have we heard, heard from every single person who's, who's been, like, consistently healthy – is their best best quality is availability, right? Or whatever they said, you know. That applies whatever. to Horn more than anything, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, I mean, we can talk about his skill level all day, every day. But the problem is not just the skill that's the problem. It's the fact that he's not able to actually help the team. The thing is, is right, right now, think about how much money this guy has gotten paid to not be on the field. Like, it's astronomical. What, Horn? Like, yes. Yeah, it's I guaranteed mean, money, you know. Run. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? So, this guy has got – Money rolling in, and he hasn't played. I, I'd be if you added up everything, the dude hasn't played an entire season in in two years. No, no, you know not I mean? at all. Um, and you know what? I know he's frustrated more than the fans are frustrated. And that's and the it, thing is, people can't can can't like sit there and like talk about it's. These are all separate injuries. Like it's just the dude has the worst luck out of anybody. But it is impossible. And we talked about it in the off season when he had the ankle injury. Like the dude has had every part of his body just injured in some way, shape, or form. It's not, it's not, it's not something that I would say is like his fault, but you have to put that injury prone thing with him because even though it may just be multiple different things that are being impacted, there's clearly something different about his body or his physical makeup that's making his injuries way more like likely than anybody else. Name, name another player who's had this many different type of injuries in just two years. No. Christian McCaffrey still was able to get through two years, three years without getting an injury, like, and with being overused. 
And we also want to yeah. we want to assume that Christian McCaffrey was injured the entire time. I think we can all look back on the last part of all those seasons that he was sitting and think that the team was probably just sitting him to keep him from getting hurt because there was no point in him being out there on the field. The good news is this simplifies the discussion that you were trying to have with us the other day about like, oh, we got to figure out how to pay Brian Burns. I mean, uh, Brian Burns, then Derek Brown, then J.C. Horn. Right now, um, Derek Brown's going to be the easiest pay out of all of them. I probably, and what I mean by that is that I think it was, and Mike K and I discussed this today. The contract doesn't come with a lot of caveats and stipulations, right? Is like it's going to be straight up, and we t- we got a lot of cool information, or at least I think not new information, but um, insightful discussion when it comes to the Burns contract and why it's going the way it is. And how the Panthers, and you've been saying this, Cody, and a lot of you guys have said this, Mike K echoed this, is that um, the passing up the trade gave Brian Burns like a mandate yeah. to just be like, it hey, you, you want me more than anybody. Get your money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that uh, going forward. All right. What is up next? Is well, Actually, Brian, speak yeah. of the devil. Speak of the devil himself, man, Brian Burns. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, right, is because especially in the first half of that game against Atlanta, Brian Burns instantly makes his presence felt. First two series. I mean, literally anyone arguing at this point that Brian Burns is not the best player that the Carolina Panthers have on their roster, like they're in denial at this point. It's Brian Burns. And he's far above everyone else, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, we knew that uh, DJ Jones, I believe his name was, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. No, pardon me, Chris Jones. Yeah. Uh, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they worked out a one-year deal for him. To really him weird money. scenario, man. Yeah. yeah they I, can I, franchise tag him next year. Yeah, definitely a weird one. But, you know, they paid a proven player. And so Sheena Quick put out on Twitter, and then there was one. And then our man, hype man, Lucci, Brian Burns' brother, uh, says the one that showed up did everything the right way. Put his team first. Nice guys finish last, but we always finish. God's plan. Love you, Fire Burns. I'm very proud of you last week. Uh, last week was the hardest we've experienced in a long time, but we were never raised to question God and listen to me, Tony. This is a situation of you know, Brian Burns will not sit out, he will play the whole season, which now has me feeling he'll play the whole season under the contract that he has right now. Yeah, and let me tell you, if I'm a betting man, Brian Burns will be far more expensive at the end of this season than he is right now, and Fitterer is going to have to wear this one. In my opinion, this is only fitter. I'm tired of passing up. Oh, it was Matt Rule making him do shit. Oh, it's David Tepper. He is the general manager, and all of this is happening on his watch. Now, I think Brian Burns might just be asking for an astronomical amount. I mean, I mean I, astronomical. Like, more than what Bosa got? No, no, not more than Bosa, but like I think 28 by, might be the floor of what he's asking. Sure, sure. 
and well, here's some my... other things that go into that. So it's like, yeah. strangely, the contractual conversation this season has been simplified in such a way. As 10 years doing this podcast, I have seen the way conversation talks have gone, particularly as social media has evolved and become more important and more in-depth. And 10 years ago, when we first started this podcast, everybody wanted to be they wanted to see their name that said highest paid defensive end. But then you would look into the contract and you would see it wasn't that, that there were voidable years at the end. There was ways to get out of it. The, the guaranteed money wasn't there. And for what I've seen over the past five or six years, when we're looking at these contracts in a really kind of careful and sophisticated way, you think of like Lamar Jackson, They want guarantee. It's about the guaranteed figure. And I feel like this defensive end conversation this year has just been simplified to 34 a year, 30 a year, 28 a year. And I think it's more nuanced than that. But 28, I think, is doable. But I don't know. Do you give this guy a blank check? I mean, I don't think you. you No, you're fine. You can't give him a blank check, obviously. I mean, you got to. There's there's a, a a part of this that uh, we have to plan for the future, and if this team isn't as good as we thought they were going to be this off season, I mean there's there's going to be a real overhaul uh, on what this offense looks like, this defense looks like, and um, I think there's there might be a lot of uh, free agency acquisitions next year, and so you've got to take that into consideration, but you've got to give the guy an opportunity to play here. I mean the guy's been here, he's dedicated his his his, yeah. his entire career here, and here's the thing. And I talk, and, and I'm not here to say I told you so, but one of the things I talked about last week, as much as we want to believe that the nice guys are the ones that get the best deals, like it's just not the way the world works. It's just You're right. Not. That's a great and, point. And I, you know, it's something that I hate. I hate that about this world. I hate that that's not the case because you want it's sort of like you know you want to be the good customer that you know if you don't if you're not the person calling up your uh, cell phone company and saying I'm going to leave if you don't give me a better deal, you know you're not getting a better deal. You're the one that's going to continue to pay higher. The person who's getting the better deal is the person who's calling and saying, I'm going to leave if you don't uh, you don't actually pay me the money there. You don't give me a better deal than what I've got now. Right. And we do that in the middle of contracts all the time. So even if you want to try to compare this to real world scenarios, we all do it. Every one of us. I mean, not everybody. I'm sure there's some people. And he's not playing just nice, CK. Let's just be frank about this. He's playing the part of being the good soldier. He's playing the part of, oh, I'm here for the team. It is part part of the PR battle, dude. Don't No, no. It's part of him trying to also win the PR battle. He has ingratiated himself with Panther fans. He has done... Uh, let's just not say this is sometimes people don't just do the right things because the right things they do the right things because they get them things that they want. You know, like what? What? But that's what, also what I would that, say that is this is like I would say, look, go back to what Greg Olson and Thomas Davis did, where they uh, had developed such a great rapport with Panther fans that they were able to use that rep, that rapport as pressure and leverage on the organization right now. But- at the end, of, we don't know what's going on behind those negotiation doors. We don't know what his agent said, how much he says they got a vice grip around the Panthers' balls or whatever it may be. What they, what we do know is that Panther fans feel like Brian Burns is getting the shaft 
and that the Panthers team is the one on the negative side of this. Can so I, that means I, I, this is that he is winning, whether he is winning it by you guys are saying unintentionally. I think this is by partially by design. I don't think so. I, I Here's the thing. When you look at the players who do what you're talking about, they say, I'd like to renegotiate, but I'm here. I'm showing up. Right. And then you compare them to players like Joey Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa, like all of these people, like Chris Jones, all these people who are willing to hold out, willing not to play. The people who are willing not to play get the get the contract before the season starts. And the people who don't do that get the contract with another team the year after. Right. And so the, the part of this is like it's there is no strategy here. Like if you're trying to be played, like I want Brian Burns out there on the field. I also don't want him to feel like the Panthers are not giving paying him what he's worth. Now, as long as there's a reasonable you know, concessions being made that I'm, I'm fine with paying the guy what he wants to be paid, but it's not, it's not a matter of, of an over, like as long as it's not number one in the NFL, I'm fine with it. Right. But, I don't want him to be paid more than Joe. Al is crazy. This dude is not better than Nick, but Oh, Oh, the better than Joey. Joey oh, I was about to say, okay, but, that's but, fine. But Tony, like, it, it, whether you think he had some machinations to do it for PR or whatever, the fact of the matter is he has done the right thing. And never one time throughout this, uh, other than a few days before the season opener, did he ever abandon his team. And by the way, if he really wanted to play hardball, he would say, I'm not playing for y'all this year. Oh, I don't gonna, know. I don't think, that's, I don't think it's that easy. Or, I don't else think it's that I, easy. or else I'm not going to play. I don't and think it's that easy. he absolutely has the right to do that. He has not done that. And uh, dude, I'm telling you, this is going to bite us on the ass because he is going to be far more expensive next year than he is right now. And yeah, the the fact that they did not take that trade for him is it's going to be egg on that their face. Was, that for was a the long thing that they should have just paid him right then. And as you, soon as the they way, didn't take the trade. As a fan base, let's say it's the difference between, you know, 28 to 32 million. That's why a- are we why are no Dude, you already know that that the salary cap is bullshit anyway. You and I both know this. I disagree. Why, why are we are, are we fighting over four or five million dollars like that somehow? That's be it's so because at some point, like that, Cody. That, that, no, dude, no. You cannot tell me that is going to be more detrimental than any other players. It's okay to say four or five million dollars when you're talking about twenty three or twenty four, but you can't add four or five million dollars and then say, oh, another four or five million dollars. That's a ten million dollar job. No, I'm saying if he wants twenty Look, oh, I want to highlight somebody's comment. They actually said who was it was Kev, it was Kev uh Tar Hill Kev said that Joe Person said on WFNZ that Brian Burns wants thirty. Now, you know what is that he might get it now. He could yeah. you might have gotten away with 28 uh 2 weeks ago. But if he goes out there and has another game like he did today, the price is not going down right now. No. The price is not going and it's not plateauing either. So this is is like something is going on and I don't think this is just the Panthers being stingy with 2 or 3 million dollars. I truly think that there's something behind the scenes that this agent is really trying to get some real juice out this squeeze, and it's making the Panthers cautious. Do you think they're trying to play this with, like, like the Chris Jones contract, for instance, is incentive-laden, 
right? 25, up to 25 million based on, you know, how he performs this year, right? Do you think that Brian Burns is trying to, his agent is trying to eliminate incentive laden contracts? Or do you believe that this is just a, a, a really like we're, we're at 25, they're at 30, we're not coming together, you know, we're not willing to give, we've already come from 20 up to 25, we've come from 35 down to 30. We're not budging. We're at an impasse. Is that where we're at here? I have a sneaky feeling that Brian Burns doesn't want this to be a five-year deal. He wants it to be a four-year deal. And the money to be in the range closer to what a five million five-year contract is because Brian Burns is only, what, 25? Yeah, sure. So I think this is I I personally think that there has to be something with the law. Look, is that there has to be something with the length of the contract there where he's saying this is I want the benefit of getting paid kind of the money that is typically paid over five years in a four year span. So I can then in year three do this again. There has to be some if if it's just two million dollars, oh, it's too easy. It's too there's it's too weird for this just to be over two million dollars a year. Right. Well, it's that, but I also wonder if if this is a matter of I, I don't know that I would say that it's a matter of like the contract age or anything like that. I guess my biggest concern is like, what if do you think that even the idea of what Aaron Rodgers did with this contract with Green Bay, like every time somebody gets paid more that we can have the opportunity to renegotiate. Is that going to be more of a common ask by players? And is that a sticking point? Maybe like, I, I don't just, know I if mean, he's got enough clout though. To do I, that. But I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be simply a matter of money. I don't think, or, you know, just base salary. I think there's gotta be something more to this. There's three real, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I want to do our plug for Caldera just one second. Is there's three components to a contract, well, right? Is there's guaranteed money, right? There is the length of the contract, and then there's the total value of the contract, right? I think those are the three cap, and maybe, and then you can put some side, like some different when the bonus scales are, maybe some incentives. We never get any insight into incentive based contracts, though, until we just hear like the guy last night hit three interceptions and he got his $250,000 bonus on the first night or whatever. Right. Or like, uh, what was it with uh, Atlanta, the guy who got like five sacks at the end of the season? to be able to get his bonus. I can't right. remember who that was. Right. So the thing it. is, is those three components and it can't just be one of those. There has to be some dance in here. That's preventing the Carolina Panthers because they're not, they've articulated that they wanted to sign him. I would like to uh, thank Jay Thomas. Thank you, man. This guy is like an angel investor for the podcast at this point. Jay Thomas, is it me or does it always seem like we're the ones running into salary cap issues while yeah. other teams are fully stacked with no problem? Uh, yeah. Tony, and where I'm the saying. hell is Su- Suleiman, who is this crazy math guy? Why Tony, is it that? This is what I'm saying. I- I- I'm tired of hearing that the salary cap matters so much for us. And, oh, we don't have $30 million to spend. I don't think here, we. Uh, I think uh, we uh, have over it here on us lowly little Carolina Panthers, but yet it never matters for Philadelphia. It never mattered for New Orleans. By the I'll way, tell you why. How, hold on. Look at how many people the 49ers are paying almost thirty million dollars a year, dude. It is insanity. Bro. But, but they're also the paying thing. their quarterback eight bucks a game. That, but even even beyond that, right? What is different about those teams than the than the Carolina Panthers? 
they all draft incredibly well, which means they have a yeah. lot of players on rookie contracts that they're not have. The Panthers skill is like biggest positions. Like we have a lot of mediocre money spread across the entire team. Right. You're right. right. A lot of those teams have high dollar amounts to the really important positions, but they're still paying a pretty low they figure. They got Brandon a lot of these out there putting up two touchdowns. No, you're 100% yeah. right, man, especially Philadelphia. Dude, they so, hit in the later oh rounds. You know what is? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, San Francisco has a, almost a bad hit rate in the first round. They're like 50-50 yeah. in the first round, but they've hit some home runs in the third and fourth round that are crazy. Look, you're yeah. listening to the C3 Panthers hey, podcast. One more, one more, one more super chat because uh, C Dog uh, with the two dollar love bomb says Bryce Young isn't worth the number one pick. I was at the game. Oh boy, we'll oh, get into God. it. Damn. Do that read, Tony Dunn. Um, look, his first we expect David Grubb from the Believe in Saints Saints podcast here in just about five minutes to help us preview the game. But guys, sometimes it's self-care is important. It really is. In times like this, you need to feel good. And one way to help you feel good is to look good. And Caldera Lab products are a way to help you look good. This is a high-quality men's facial care system, a twice-a-day regimen that includes a facial cleanse, a beautiful lotion. Man, I tell you, put this, you wash your face, you put the lotion on, is you could feel it working. You don't get that dry skin. You don't get the oily skin. It's like, oh, touch my face. This actually feels incredible. You get a great eye cream that helps fight the bags, fight the what are these crow's claws or claws feet or whatever crow's feet or whatever they are you get a nighttime serum and just sounds cool putting serum on your face putting serum on your face it's like a special oil like you went to arabia and got like it's like the three kings came and brought you these dang the myrrh incense what is it frankincense and myrrh to your house caldera labs.com slash c3 is the place to go if you want to look good and feel good. And when you go there, you're going to get 20% off your first order by using that link right there, calderalab.com slash C3. I have been using this product, and I'm not lying, dude. It took care of blackheads. It really, if I really, it makes me want to care about myself more. Look good, feel good. calderalab.com slash C3. 20% off. Guys, we need to look good and feel good on Monday night. And this is a perfect time to go ahead and bring in our guest, David Grubb from Believe in Saints podcast. He's there. I see him. David, welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast. Uh, glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, we are happy to have you here. And a uh, cool fun fact here, your co-host lives in my town, and went to my alma mater. I'm an ECU alum. Terrence Copper lives here in Greenville. I... He's calling right now. He said, whoa, who's this ECU pirate up there? <laughs> um, I am a Wake Forest alum. So North Wonderful. Carolina um, is, is, is certainly was home for me for a good while. Uh, started at WXII and, and went to Salem. And uh, my my god, my daughter's godmother lives in Greensboro to this day. So wonderful, uh, you definitely love the Carolinas. 
Surprising. I watched a little bit of your game. I had a bunch of games on the screen kind of trying to, Hey, you know what? I've decided I don't like watching multiple games at one time. I don't know how the people do it. I've never watched anything well, but as I was watching this game, it was pretty ugly. It looked like for a long time, I thought, hell, the saints are dead. They're left for dead. It looked like for me at one point. And then I flipped back over and they damn win the game. And I thought Derek Carr looked like a bum for most of the time. And I looked at his stats and he's like third 23 for 33, 300 yards or whatever. What did you say? What was this game like? Give us the inside info on what happened with the Saints in week one. You know, I feel like the Saints, like a lot of teams, made a big mistake by not letting their starters play a bit more in the preseason, especially considering that Derek Carr was taking over uh, a new team. Michael Thomas had been out essentially for the last three seasons. There was a lot of timing that I felt like that this team needed to get. Alvin Kamara was going to and is going to miss the next two games as part of his three-game suspension. Jamal Williams, a new back coming over from Detroit, um, and an offensive line that's been in flux for the last three years. Uh, And I think we saw a lot of that, those errors, uh, come out in in week one. Um, it, It wasn't particularly impressive offensively, though, like you said, the counting numbers look good for Derek Carr. 22 of 33, 305 yards, one TD, one interception. But you compare that to, you know, Jameis Winston's debuts the last two seasons, they're not even close. I mean, like Jameis Winston's first, his first game two years ago threw for five TDs against the Packers and had a 138 rating, you know, 130 rating. Uh, against Atlanta last year, he leads that fourth quarter comeback, 269 yards, two TDs, 111 rating. So, you know, Derek Carr played a Derek Carr kind of game where the numbers look like at the end of the day, you're like Derek Carr had 300 yards, but he didn't. Did it happen late? Did it come late in the game? He had a big play on the final drive, a big 30 yard gain. There were a couple of, you know, he had a big 40 yarder early in the game. He had a third, another 30 yarder to uh, Michael Thomas. So he had a few big plays, but none of them resulted in, in touchdowns. The touchdown pass was only 19 yards. How do you feel about Derek Carr? I mean, I think he's a prove-it guy. I mean, to me, he's been in the league a decade, and everybody wanted to compare him to Drew Brees and say, well, you know, Brees came in and, you know, it was a different situa- similar situations, and guys get to advance. Brees came in, he had been to a Pro Bowl, a couple of Pro Bowls in San Diego, was much younger, and accuracy was his thing. I think mentally, Drew Brees was always a leader. I, I don't think you compare those two mentally. And then Sean Payton being the offensive guy, he was given – the ability to mold Drew Brees. David Carr's a decade in. So I think, you know, you get what you get out of him at this point. You just hope that he doesn't make mistakes. And last year he had, he made a lot of mistakes. Cody, you're up. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show with us tonight. My question is going to revolve to the other side of the football. I want to talk about your defense. Uh, you know, do you guys, uh, Played fairly well on defense, and the story for the Panthers is that our offense just felt like it was sputtering. Bryce Young threw two interceptions. My question to you is, based on what you saw in week one, how do you think that defense matches up against Carolina's offense? And more importantly, where would you say the strength of that defense is after one game of the season? Well, certainly I think the secondary is the, is the strength of the Saints. Um at this point, I'm still not 100% certain about the offensive line. 
uh, I mean, the defensive line. Uh, Cam Jordan looked good in week one. Uh, Granderson looked very good as well. But none of those guys have been, cons- you know, outside of Cam, have been consistent. You have a lot of rookies and guys who are, are never found footing somewhere else on this defensive line. And they were playing up against a Titans offensive line that had four new starters. So I think you're still trying to see if the Saints are as tough against the run as they had been in the past. I was very surprised that, uh, that uh, quite frankly, that Tennessee stopped running the football. You know, they had 20, what, 22 carries for 104 yards. They were running the ball fairly well uh, and, and allowed Ryan Tannehill to throw them out of the game that they had a lead in. Uh, and I, that was surprising. I wouldn't test the Saints secondary a lot, especially with a rookie quarterback. Um, Marshawn Lattimore did a great job against DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the Saints uh, got a great production out of Alante Taylor, him moving into the slot. Marcus May started making plays again. And I think, we, you know, we could see what Tyron Matthew, if he is is also going to start generating some turnovers. And this is the kind of game that, that he would be that against a rookie quarterback. So the strength of this defense is in its in the secondary. I think you could still run against this team. People forget the Saints were 22nd against the run last year um, and 19th in yards per carry. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, I think you can run against this team. Carolina's success last year was was running in the football. And ar- arguably in week one, our success, the success we had was with really running the football. Well, albeit the Atlanta Falcons had an effective rush game against us. And then you add in what their passing game was, was just de facto runs. They were just dump you know, dumps to the running back. The Carolina Panthers still rushed for like 170 yards or something like that, and it was five yards a carry for Miles Sanders, 5.7 or something for Chuba Hubbard, and that's going to help the Carolina Panthers' offense because take at least a little pressure off of Bryce Young. When you look at this team of the Saints, is that they were preseason going into this year the favorites to win the division, Atlanta, arguably the second. How confident do you feel about this team right now? Do you think that this is a team that's got some strengths and that can pull it together? Do you have concerns? I mean, you said Derek Carr has a prove-it-like season. Are you dying to get uh, Alvin Kamara back, or do you guys really have enough horses in the stable to be a contender throughout the season? I think defensively this team is, is you know can be as good as anybody. Um, and I think offensively, the skill positions are set, you know, at full strength. You don't really have a weakness at the skill positions. Jawan Johnson is an excellent receiver. Uh, Foster Moreau is very good at the tight end spot. Taysom Hill does a little bit of everything. Michael Thomas looked like he had speed, you know, considering all the injuries that he's been through. He ran away from people um, in a couple of instances, had big catches down the field. Chris Olave is as good a, a route runner as you're going to find in his second year. Um, so, and, and then Rashid Shahid had a hundred yards receiving as well. And the so touchdown, think, right? And a touchdown, that 19 yard catch. So I think, you know, offensively, a lot of skill there, but I have big question marks about the offensive line and the saints are fragile. I think if, if, you know, somebody just pointed out, this is one of the oldest teams in the league. Exactly. Um, there's not a lot of depth behind those, those veterans. So if one of those vets goes down, uh, the saints are in trouble. But they're, they're high end. I think this is an 11 win team if everything goes right. If everything goes right, I know Juwan is a tight end. I'm saying the skill positions, tight sure. end is a skill position. You know, one of the guests is saying Juwan is a tight end. I know he's a tight end. But, uh, you know, um, 
Sorry, got distracted. But I, I think overall, yeah, the Saints are can be an eleven win team. But if there's frag, if they get fragile, if there's injuries on that offensive line, or they don't get consistency, then they could be a seven win team again. How does Jamal Williams fit in with this team? Uh, particularly not this week. I mean, I mean, when Alvin Kamara comes back, uh, like my boy Kev in the chat says, Jamal Williams is a damn good back. How did he do week one? What do you see his role being with his team? It's all dependent on the line. I mean, the last two seasons, Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best backs in the league, has looked mediocre behind the Saints offensive line. Um, so Jamal Williams didn't really get a chance to get anything going. His longest carry, I believe, was eight yards on Sunday. And I think that was the longest carry for anybody on the team. It was it was not good running the football. It has not been good running the football the last two years for the Saints. When they're at, the, at their best, they're, they were getting close to a 50-50 uh, type offense. They're, they're not there right now. So I think Jamal Williams is going to struggle early until this line gets its act together. What kind of injury injuries you guys dealing with? Uh, where, where are, I feel like the Panthers have been nicked up since they dang started signing people. It feels like we're nicked up early. Sometimes teams get nicked up late. What is y'all's health status? Are there any things, any injury concerns or positions that um, maybe are thin on depth? Peyton Turner, um, you know, who was starting to come on this uh, preseason and looked good at the start of this game against the Titans. He's got a bad turf toe injury that may require surgery. Um, and that that hurts the Saints in that defensive line rotation and, and trying to, to to stay fresh there. Um, but other than that, they're genuinely, genuinely healthy. Um, you know, there's a couple of nobody's healthy after week one, as they say in the NFL. But uh, overall, the Saints, where they need to be, um, are healthy. It's just, again, uh, behind those starters is where the concerns are. One of the matchups that people are really excited about uh, is Brian Burns versus Trevor Penning. Uh, Everybody expects that to be a a marketing matchup. We're in this weird holdout with Brian Burns where he wants more money. But uh, him taking on a young Trevor Penning, do you expect that to be a weak point going into the matchup with the Panthers, or do you think Trevor might play all right? Penning looked like a turnstile in week one. Oh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. He didn't look ready to play NFL football. It, w- it was bad enough that the, the commentators were talking about just how slow he was getting out of his stance. And so wow. um, maybe he know, should line up in like 20 yards back like the guy from the Chiefs did. I- I'd like to see, you know, maybe him him move inside. And I think that may happen. You may see James Hurst uh, move back to the left tackle spot, which he manned a lot last year. But, you know, again, 
I, I am not 100% confident in this line. You had uh, last week, you saw, uh, what, 45% of the passes that Derek, Derek Carr threw, he was under pressure. And uh, so I, I am concerned a lot about teams being able to get to Derek Carr. So I have a couple, I have two questions. One should be really quick. Um, Cam Jordan, is he retiring this year? No, nah, he just signed that extension. Cam's going to play another two years probably. He does not no. age this dude. I want this How guy to get old. Around? I want yeah, this guy yeah. to get old. I tell you, Cam Jordan is one of those players that you love when he's on your team and you damn hate him when he's on another team. If he was on my team, I'd love that dude. Cam's about as close to, you know, when you talk about people in the history of a franchise, that's Mr. Whatever. Cam is the modern Mr. Saint, you know, even more so than Drew Brees because Cam was drafted by the Saints and has had his whole career here. The only thing he hasn't done is win a Super Bowl. He is Mr. New Orleans Saint. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And my next question is, so uh, history of Jenneth Allen is he's not a good head coach, right? You know, we've seen that when he was in Oakland. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, his first year as a, as a Saints head coach did not uh, really change the tides on that either. Um, is he on the hot seat if this year doesn't go well? I think so. You know, he got all of his people um, in this year on the, on the staff. They, they, the assistants that were, you know, Sean's assistants are all gone. Um, and, and quite frankly, I, I, I found this stat out last week, and it, you know, this is, the, this is how the NFL works. There are only four coaches in the history of the Super Bowl who started their career with three losing seasons. Uh, you guys want to wager a guess on who those four might be? Matt Rule. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about who won Super Bowls. Oh, won a, oh they've won a Super Bowl. Yeah, 35 Bowl. coaches who've won a Super Bowl. Only four started Ooh, their careers with what about Pete Carroll? losing seasons. Nope, not even Pete. Bill Belichick. Belichick's one. The other three, Tom Landry. Okay. Okay. Chuck Noll. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, All right. And Weeb Eubanks. Wow. So Dennis Allen is going to be a Hall of Fame coach is what you're telling me. I was about to say, don't be funny to me. I've never heard that last name in my life. He coached the Jets in Super Bowl three. Okay, so that's how far we're going back. And and you talk about for Chuck Noll took over the Steelers when they were the worst franchise in the NFL. Tom Landry was the Cowboys' first coach. So never, you know, Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick took over Cleveland when Cleveland was about to move to Baltimore. So very weird situations for all those guys. I don't think Dennis Allen is in that class. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I, 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 don't, I, I don't feel I that. You know what I'm saying? So Dennis Allen has had, if you don't, if you don't count his last season with the Raiders, where he got fired after four games, he started his career with three losing what? seasons. He's never won more than seven games in a season. Why'd they hire yeah. him then? Why'd yeah, they hire? Not. Why'd they hire him? The mistaken belief that there's such a thing as continuity of culture in the NFL. There's no con- the coach is the but coach. When, when the coach when leaves, that, the leaves. I, I agree, but I also think wouldn't that wouldn't that make more sense if you went with your offensive coordinator instead of going with the defensive coordinator to do that? You got right? like I, the Saints' offense coordinator Pete Carmichael didn't even want that job at first. When, when Sean Payton left, they didn't even Pete Carmichael wanted to step back. And be just the, the passing game coordinator. Like, I want to be a consultant. <laughs> and then they had to convince him to take over the offensive coordinator job duties. In in 18 games with the Saints, you know, as Pete, with Pete Carmichael being the primary play caller, with Sean Payton gone, 
The Saints have scored under 20 points or less 10 of those 18 games. So Pete Carmichael's got a lot to prove, too. All right. Um, fantastic stuff, David. Uh, tell me this. is What do you expect to happen on Sunday, or what What do you foresee happening, and uh, how important is this game for the Panthers or for the Saints? Yeah, I think this is a division where four wins will win the division. Um, the Saints, we know this is, this is the best rivalry in the NFC South. And people will talk about Saints, Falcons, they'll talk about whatever these other ones are. 14 and 14, you know. Wow. <laughs> and, and, I mean, overall, I think all time it's 28 and 28. And the Panthers are 14 and 14 at home. The Saints are 14 and 14 at home. And the, the we got to take the lead, Cody. Cody, yeah, Nick, you're going to be there. This is, point. this is this is a a series that has has meant the most. This is the most competitive series in this in this division, and it's always been difficult for the Saints to go to Carolina, a place that they've lost their last two in a row. So I think a lot of pressure is on the Saints to win this game, uh, going up against a rookie quarterback, and and the Saints have, I think are two and two in their last four games against rookie quarterbacks. We'll see what happens, um, but I think this is a very close game again, and I think the first team to get to twenty wins. Did the close game, do you think the close game and the kind of tough, gritty win against the Titans helped the Saints? You know, as in sometimes kind of like a humbling moment? Or do you think like, good Lord, I don't know, we're just trying to win, whatever. I think a lot of teams in week one are just happy to get a win as bad as the scoring <laughs> was around the NFL. Just the, the quality of, of games in week one, to get out with a win was, it was enough. Dude, I mean, yeah, if you look at the if you look at the the quarterback performances across the league uh, for week one, it was abysmal. Unless you were lucky enough to have the what three, maybe four quarterbacks who actually scored over twenty points for their teams uh, in fantasy, it was absolutely crazy to see this year. I mean, this first week go the way it is, uh, the way that it did. But um, I think that we'll see uh, uh, things start to mesh a little bit as the year goes on. I think many teams like the Saints were just sitting their starters, so. Um, I, I hate to say it, but no, the, the, the Panthers may be the, the team, especially with the injuries and with what it looks like our offense, you know, is putting out there. We might be the get right team, you know, uh, game for the, the Saints to start to catapult their season. I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm sure our guest here is more than happy to have that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David, again, thank you for your time, man. Uh, right now, the, the Saints are indeed the betting favorite. Uh, for Monday night football, a game which I'll be at, by the way, my first ever Monday night game, so I'm, I'm pumped about that. Uh, yeah, Carolina's at plus three, New Orleans minus three. Not a but giant spread, though. It really isn't. Uh, my final question to you, David, is predict the outcome. Do you think uh, New Orleans comes into Carolina? And, and one of our listeners, Panthers? and one of our listeners is once the is interested in the over under too. Well, uh, after what I saw last week, I'm, what's the over/under on this one? Oh, it, it oh, is, is it not up there? 5? Is it forty point five points? Okay, uh, yeah, forty point five. Uh, yes, Ooh. yes. Okay, Man, was, you can't really. You right? You already said it. It's a race to twenty. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, this is a game of twenty to seventeen. So I got to take the under. I'm saying twenty seventeen Saints. Oh wow! So then it's a push. 
It's a push, but this interview was not a push. This was fantastic. It was a win for all of us. David, can you please first thank you again to uh, tell Cam he's the best, man. I love when he sends me an email. He always is thinking about us over here at C3, and I really appreciate it. Tell Terrence Copper I'm right down the street. And man, I'm going to say what's up to him soon. I'm going to go by his performance studio. I'm going to be like, hey, help me dunk a basketball goal one day. Never going to happen. No, uh, David, tell uh, tell all our listeners because they are. They're these The people that hang out with us on the C3 Panthers podcast are probably like the people that hang out with you on your podcast. They're the people that comb the internet for every piece of data every little bit of intel so they'll go listen to this po- your podcast because they're going to want your insight on the team tell them how they can get after your work i know you have that not only the podcast but you do a lot of writing as well yeah uh believe in saints another episode will be out uh on wednesday terrence and i just recorded one this afternoon so uh, it'll be up then and uh so check that out believe in saints wherever you get your podcast and on youtube and you can check out Hard to Paint Sports um, where and follow me at DM Grub. Like, and I host uh, WBOK uh, Sports Report from 4 to 7 Central, uh, four days a week in New Orleans. So, yeah, you can catch me in a lot of places. <laughs> I'm going to give you the applause. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right, man. Thank you so much for giving us our time. If my mother wasn't in the chat, mom, close your ears. Close your ears. <laughs> Fuck you, Saint. Oh! <laughs> hey, hey. I would say this. I would say two things about Carolina. <laughs> Number one, I've always respected the Panthers for the fact that they put the Sam Mills statue up. Yeah, I got yeah. to I got to meet Sam, um, and and I have Ricky Jackson is one of my favorite players of all time, and I got to meet Sam when he was a coach with the Panthers. One of my first gigs as a reporter, um, and, and to see him then and the respect that they've always given him, I've loved that, and. I've always said this, Cam Newton's single MVP season, his MVP season is still one of the five greatest seasons I've ever seen a quarterback. Yeah, there you go. I'm a Cam sexual, bro. Yeah, everyone likes you. I I mean, I'm just, Uh, I'm sorry, like just as football, you take that offense and you you name me somebody other than, you know, (laughs) know, know, Greg Olson, I don't, I can't tell you how he made that team 15 and one. I can't tell you how. brother. I know he took the law firm to the Super Bowl, whatever, Burson, Burson, Brown and Cotry. (laughs) Good gosh. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Fantastic stuff, man. We're definitely catching back up with you later in the season. Let's do it. Look forward to it, guys. All right. Peace and love, brother. Go check out the Believe in Saints podcast. Fantastic stuff, stuff right there. And Tim, I can't. I forgot. That is yeah, that's a daughter. <laughs> I couldn't remember who did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think his proudest moment was when we played it for Jonathan Stewart. Oh, we did do that. Uh, and Jonathan Stewart's like he's like my yeah, mom over there. Keep it nothing. clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. And by the way, thank you to Mama Dunn, who says that we all look great tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. Much. You look great, Mama Dunn, as well. We love you. And don't forget. If you want to look great below the belt or around the face or in your nose, nose, the beard, manscaped.com. Manscaped.com is the premier men's grooming product. Boy, I have, they've been sponsoring the podcast for maybe about four years now. We've had several 
encounters with the Manscaped product. Mom, close your ears. Close your ears, Mom. Actually, don't. You got a little hair in your ears, guys? Use the little trimmers they give you. The nose trimmers. The ear trimmer. Now they've got a beard hedger, guys. CK, you might need a beard hedger right now. Oh, no. Maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. Potentially, potentially. No, I have one. I just haven't used it since I've been on vacation. So, But manscaped.com, you can check the link down in the description. You use the promo code PANTHERS. You get 20% off plus free shipping. And they don't just have men's grooming parts. I mean, you don't want an Astro Puff, an Afro Puff around your you know what? You don't want it to look like a little baby bird perched up on a nest. You want it to look big, beautiful, big, beautiful, clean. You want to look clean. And you want to go to Sunday night football. You want to go out 90 degree weather. And you don't want to be chafing. You don't want to have all that, what I call swamp ass. And you won't have to because you can get ball deodorant. You can get junk refresher. That's what I call it, junk refresher. <laughs> hey, on top of that, what you can really get too some great gear. They got a great shirt. Every time I go out, compliments all around. And my favorite, favorite, favorite product from Manscaped is the men's toiletry bag. This beautiful masculine leather bag that you can put all your stuff in. You can put your Manscaped products in. Hell, you can put, I don't know, you can put a Cam Wow in there. You could put a, um, you could put maybe even Caldera Lab. Some, you put whatever you want in there. Manscaped.com, free shipping, 20% off with the promo code Panthers. Let's keep going. Yes, sir. Let's jump back into the show, gentlemen. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this offensive situation that we have going on for the Panthers. Believe it or not, Bryce Young had the fourth most amount of time from behind the pocket out of any quarterback throughout this weekend of football. Our offensive line, especially early, is pass protecting like we wanted them to. Chandler Zavala has stepped up at right guard. He looked better than he did in the preseason. Christensen looks good. Taylor Moulton looked all right. The problem is the Panthers wide receiver core doesn't make a lick of separation. Uh, yeah, we were one of the worst in the NFL. And um, really, it's just been sort of a compounding issue uh, with this team that we do have the offensive line. Finally, for once, we have the offensive line. And now we're missing the weapons. It's par for the course. Uh, Frank Wright, when talking about Bryce Young's performance, says he has to throw away the ball. Or, uh, he says he got to throw the ball away three times to avoid sacks. He's not worried about stats and worried about the football team, which is wonderful. Praise Bryce Young's accuracy as well, uh, including the interception, which Rex says wasn't on him. Boys, what is the state of our offense right now? And with the looming return of DJ Shark, what might DJ be able to add to this offense, if anything at all? I tell you one thing is Frank Reich was sad yesterday. It was sad, Frank. Sad, who's a uh, 
Well, we're, man, you could see he's always he is taking it. He's feeling it. The I won't say the pressure. He was he wants success. Who doesn't, right? The Carolina Panthers offensive line was fantastic. And you know what? I almost think it's a manufactured campaign against Brady Christensen at this point. Manufactured campaign. As you look at the numbers, it's like, how does that average? How's that guy got a better average? And we got two better numbers. I don't get it. It's so stupid, man. Um, I'm happy Icky playing well. I'm happy that the offensive line had a bounce back, right? And many a bounce back because they are recapturing because that was a big concern. It was a giant concern from us after the preseason. So it's nice to see that. I would be cautious to say, hey, how good are the Falcons defense? How good is it? Are you just enamorated by the fact that they went out and paid some guys? Calais Campbell or whatever. He's been in the league for like 16 years or something. Or with 12. I mean, it's like, I mean, so I wonder, too, just how effectively talented they are. One question. I think Grady Jarrett, right, is clearly the mainstay of that. But you got to be happy that Savala's playing well, that Moten has not. I'm glad we have it. I don't remember calling any of the offensive line's name. I do yeah. like hearing that. Um, and I think this is, I think the Panthers, if anything, once they fell behind, they felt probably obligated to abandon the run a little bit. They were running well, that, effectively. Well, that I think also like the, the one knock that I feel, and, and again, this might just be me looking at it because I'm, you know, I'm, I, you see so many other quarterbacks with such incredible patience and letting the play develop. And I think Bryce Young is so quick getting through his reads. He's so intelligent, but he's getting through those reads so quickly. He's just throwing the ball out of bounds way more than he needed to. Right. I'm not saying that people were open, but like, I mean, when you go back and watch some of those plays, man, he was getting through his progression so quick and then just throwing the ball away. I'm not saying there wasn't pressure in his face, um, you know, but I'm saying at the end of the day, like, I think that he might just need to take a minute, take a breath, use his escapability to, to extend the play a little bit more because it just didn't feel like that was something that was happening very much. And, and that could, again, that may be entirely on the off or, or our offensive weapons not getting separation, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But I think um, that's exaggerated, though, CK. The well, separation discussion. But he, even with that, like you can't just use Why? that as an excuse because because Bryce Young should be able to throw these guys open too, right? Like, and some of this is on them. They weren't running the routes correctly, and 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 you know, one of the things I'm concerned about with with Frank Reich right. also coming out here and saying that that's not on Bryce. That was something else. Like that was that was a clear like that was a Bryce Young error like you can't blame that on anybody else especially the second one he did but you know for Frank Wright I've been saying this is he may be almost too much of a player's coach in some cases like he is I mean wasn't it so he's like Brian Burns he is the most professional awesome dude I cannot tell you how much I respect him but we got to play the next and then it's like oh that is 100, 1,000, 100,000% on me. Nothing to do with Bryce Young. Man, the delay of game, not on Bryce Young. Communication. And look, at least, you know what? Thankfully, we got a coach who will fall on the freaking sword instead of Matt Rule, who would have pushed Bryce Young in front of a bus. Yeah, man. And, and dude, is it out of the realm of possibility that he might just be telling the truth? 
Like everybody he said know. this is I maybe put him in a difficult position. He was pretty honest in that. He said we're kind of yeah. backed up in that. I call a play. Uh, look, I think that that was on. I think that is just this is that it was a mistake on every uh, on Bryce's part. And you know what? The coach maybe didn't help him avoid the mistake. Yeah, and whenever we hear something like that, people think, "Oh, that's uh, making excuses for Bryce." And now C three is making excuses for Bryce. No, we're uh, not. Was, uh, right? But I, I, I know we're not. I'm saying it will be said that we are. I saw great things from but Bryce. I, I, I agree. I also saw great things from Bryce, and uh, you know, I, I felt like his poise, especially early on is one of the reasons why we were in that game at all. Let's also be real. Terrace Marshall Jr. looked like straight trash, man. He was listening at uh, number two. No, no, no. Early in the game, he looked fine. Early in the game, he looked fine. Wright complimented him about some of the things, some of the wrinkles and how he ran some good routes early. He had some good catches that – I feel like this is every time we just find visible singular plays, and maybe that's okay to say because – it comes down to one, two, three plays, the NFL. So, yeah, hey, but, if you have a terrible play, he pulled up on that deep ball. He pulled up on it. I don't know if he didn't think Bryce was going to throw it. He didn't know what was going on, whatever. He, If he keeps running, that is straight down for a touchdown. And he's I mean, got to just play. I think Terrace Marshall Jr. is playing scared. I mean, listen, 2.3 yards of total separation. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is he's listed as a number two uh, wide receiver. Or, uh, or basically, he's listed behind DJ Chark, right? There was no DJ Chark. Now it was your moment to shine. And and you weren't, you weren't able you to You were making anything. excuses for him all in the postgame. Oh, he's hurt. He has a bad practice. Now you're coming out hard no, out I'm the gate on this month? I'm saying the fact that he didn't practice might yeah, it might have contributed to the fact why he was out of place on or maybe he's not as routes. good as you thought he was in the very very beginning the point being he has not stepped up and he had the opportunity and by the way cj henderson i said the same thing like there are no there are no passes for players that have been here year in and year out and continue to show the same problems we need to see some advancement from these players and especially Terrace Marshall Jr. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. We need to get your thoughts on this receiving group. In fact, Cody, I caught up with Mike K today. Tomorrow, I'm dropping the full interview for a C three beat check. I asked him about these wide receivers. I asked him, "Is this room capable enough? Are they talented enough?" And let's see what. Here's a little tease of what my man Mike had to say. At wide receiver, you know, there were videos made showcasing how slow, how slow uh, they this wide receiver group is. I think, you know, for a rookie quarterback, speed is great and everything. But I think having technicians and guys that can get to their spot is a smarter approach. I think that's what Frank Rake was trying to say. Um, Terrace Marshall had some really good moments. He also had some miscommunications. Um, you know, it's week one. Uh, I think Jonathan Mingo kind of showed you uh, what he has been kind of all summer. He'll flash a lot of brilliance, and then you'll kind of forget he's there. Um, so I think he's just kind of learning and getting into that Z receiver role. 
um, right now. But yeah, I think speed is a problem if you really look at it. But I also think like the Panthers are taking this like 2016 Eagles approach to this team building. It's where they're trying to like set up foundational pieces and get things in motion. And then by hopefully next year, they'll ha- be able to go out and spend on weapons and, 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 you know, kind of fill the the nest, so to speak. And the Eagles obviously won a Super Bowl in 2017 after that two year rebuild. I, I, I think the expectations for this team were at least nationally were like really high for really no proven reason. And I, We'll talk about that uh, throughout the season. Is part of our disappointment? Does it stem from inflated expectations? CK made a fantastic point. Is Bryce should be his superpowers throwing these guys open? I think that this separation shenanigans statement is overrated. I don't think it's something that is going to ultimate. There is. I just look at these players. And they are more talented than Britton Burson and Philly Brown. That's fine, Tony. All I'm saying is that my eyes didn't lie to me. And there were multiple times when I saw a pristine pocket for Bryce Young and Bryce is holding on to the football. Now, I'm sorry. No time throughout Bryce's entire uh, life playing football has he ever been known as the player that holds on to the ball too long. In fact, his main trait is running the offense in rhythm and getting the ball out of his hand. So to people uh, like White Chocolate, yeah, I'm not just going to put all the blame on Bryce. They need to play better. Either they need to make more separation on their own or Thomas Brown and Frank Wright need to do a better job skimming these wide receivers open and allowing some room for that big playability or else we're the same old one-dimensional Carolina Panthers that's always dependent upon running the football in order to have any type of offense. Holy cow, angel investor in the house. Jay Thomas, Bryce seems like a super nice guy, soft-spoken, maybe even a little nervous at the podium. You know what you should have done is put a, you know, in there, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. I can't unhear it now. All he says, what do you guys think about him being able to lead a locker room full of apex predators? Uh, I mean, dude, listen, I I feel like leadership is not just, hey, guys, let's go out there and whoop their ass. Eat their, their, uh, break their kneecaps or bite off their kneecaps. Yeah, it's not just pumping up and motivating people. It's leading by example and everyone feeling like, all right, when Bryce is under center, the Panthers have a chance. And listen, say what you want about him. He might seem nervous at a podium, but he doesn't look nervous on He's the football. He's like 21. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, there, but was there any moment, Tony, when you looked at Bryce and said, oh, man, Bryce is looking a little in above his head right no, now. No, I saw no red flags. I saw no red flag. And look, if somebody be like, oh, shut up, Tony. He threw two picks in the same spot. And I and it's not I'm not trying to be an excuse maker here is I've seen quarterbacks that I don't believe can do the job. I have seen people from Jimmy Clausen to David Moore to Taylor Heineke. And you know what? Taylor Heineke is probably the better best out of all them guys in some ways. I've seen guys that have been terrified to throw the ball downfield. 
I've seen guys that don't know how to deal with pressure. I've seen guys that look like they don't know what's the game is too fat. Like I see, I've seen, and it's different with each guy. Look, is this, is that we wanted that game to go better for Bryce. We did. They come out and score in that they score. They, they convert that fourth and one and somehow score and go up seven, one, that defense playing like that, putting the Atlanta Falcons into a passing type situation for the rest of the game <laughs> lights out. I think I, and, and I know, and Greg's not here. Greg is not here, but I see traits that, that produce in the NFL already with Bryce young. I, I, I don't, I like, I just can't, look at Bryce Young and find any bit of nervousness right now for me. I feel fine. Do you, do you, do you feel like Bryce Young was hindered by the play calling? No, no. I think the play calling was just fine. In fact, uh, Cody, let's go ahead and pull up one more tease. I hate this boy. My mind was blown. Mike K he goes, Hey, Look at the pistol. I, he, we both are on the same page that we we're fine with the play calling overall. But check out what he's got to say here. All right. Uh, oh, I put. I'll Cody say too is I think the pistol formation is going to work out really well for this team. Really? Yeah, I do. Um, here's why. It looks so strange to have a running back like twenty yards in the backfield. <laughs> it feels well, like he's five yards behind the guy and he's in shotgun. Well, what's interesting about that is it gives him a rev up period, right? So, oh yeah, like a freaking jet runway, right? So, what you would do with pistol for those who don't know is it allows you to see the defense fully, like you're under center, but you don't have to drop back, which allows you to keep your eyes up, and so that way Bryce doesn't have to think about placement on the field. We just talked about Smith Marset and where he didn't know where he was. Um, it's one less thing for him to think about. It's also less for the running back to think about because when you're doing a design run, you have less vision there. Like you don't have the vision you would if, if he was under center uh, or if you were to his side. So you're basically going to your target mark. And so I think that kind of helps make the game a little bit simpler. Um, so there's some tease right there about the pistol formation, which I think is the most bizarre thing when I see it in the NFL. It's like, I've never, uh, you're in shotgun, and Bryce Young looks so small. So I guess maybe it looks like shotgun looks even farther away. Like it's like, <laughs> and then the running back is another three yards or four yards behind them. Crazy. When he talks about a runway, boy, you get a runway and you can't. I was like, I asked him, I said, do you hand it off? He's like, yeah, you hand it off all the time. I was like, good God. I don't like plays that start that far behind the line of scrimmage personally. Yep. So uh, White Chocolate decided uh, he wanted Look to at, donate. His mug it's, called it's, out Devontae Adams. He compared I, I the know, best man. receiver in the fucking NFL Two to of the Adam best receivers. Steelers. Dude, uh, for, for four ninety nine, dollars so Steelers and TNJ had better separation times than Devontae Adams or and Devonta Smith. Yeah, they oh. catches. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I misread no, so, it. No, 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 no. What he's trying to do is say that Bryce Young played like absolute dog shit and that Bryce didn't get them the football. 
when he had the opportunity to do so. He's a fool, and don't yeah. I know Come on, it. man. Dude, I'm, a, I'm putting him, Greg, everyone in the same category, man. They're jumping off the deep end entirely too early. They're leaning in. It, yeah. It's almost, I feel like, a stick. Yeah, and you know what the bullshit about it is? I know that white chocolate has seen far worse quarterback performances yeah. than what Bryce did last time. They're Sunday. leaning into it. It's almost it's a stick at this point. Yeah, I I have to agree, man. Have um, you know, agree. and I think this is if it's not a stick, they are certainly leaning into the position. The more pushback you get, the more that Greg is gonna do. look, Greg must be cutting his grass. Must <laughs> be cutting his grass. Dude, well, um Speaking of the grass, CK has to return to mow his. Oh. He has to be up very early in the morning. Um, uh, ha- use the promo code uh, Panthers when you go mow the, mow yeah, the grass. Mow the <laughs> now, yeah, I gotta get. I got a long drive back home in the morning, so I'm gonna go get some rest. But uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys, uh, and uh, thank you for uh, you know hanging out with me tonight, and thank you everybody in chat for hanging out with us tonight thank as you. well. Um, we'll see you guys Monday night um, for a uh, really late post game show, which we got to figure that out. And uh, and obviously we'll get the Madden Sim done this week as well. Um, figure out how we're going to do that with the format and whatnot. But if you guys didn't get a chance to check it out last week, it was eerily similar, and it predicted a tremendous amount of what we saw uh, in the actual game. So it's quite interesting to go, you know, check that out. But um, yeah, just. Uh, no, keep an eye out for that notification. You know, hit that notification bell so you can keep an eye out for our content as it drops throughout the week. Hey, appreciate you, man. Hey, later, guys. Later, Thank man. you, CK, man. The voice that and, makes uh, them moist. How about this? C2 Anthony with the return fire says, bro, Kevin wanted Sam Donald back after a 43-yard game. So, uh, yeah, man, everybody overreacts. Everybody has their terrible takes, man. But uh, it's time to move on. And dude, I'm not I'm not panicking. Yeah, Antonio, we never really mentioned this. Um, and then let's do some calls after. Yeah, I'm ready for this. the calls right now. Yeah. Uh, but what I was saying is, with DJ Chark, well, let, let's do this. Ponder this while we listen to a few. DJ Chark, what is his return going to mean for the Panthers going forward? Super so, important. Yeah. Let's hit these cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. This is y'all's show. It's the people's voice. Y'all are the people. This is the longest running Panthers podcast. Getting these calls. Cody Lack. Let's hit these cat calls. Let's roll. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like and a three and a four and a Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey, put my elbow on the arm. We don't hear nothing, Tony. You don't hear nothing? Oh. Um, but, I mean, at the me, same man. time. Can you hear it now? Me 
Yeah. Like, as a realistic yeah. man, I'm, starting I'm starting it over. Hey, what's good, fellas? Uh, it's Corey calling in. It's Monday. Hopefully, he plays on a Tuesday. Corey, show. what's up? But, uh, <clears throat> damn, excuse me. Just wanted to, uh, get my thoughts on the game. Obviously, um, a tough loss. Not anything that you want to see out of week one. Hurry up. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, me, Thinking myself like as a realistic Panthers fan, a uh, you know a, a Debbie Downer Panthers fan, whatever you want to call it. Um, nothing, nothing that we saw out of yesterday was too too surprising. It's just that things, the 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 projections that the homers and you know the the bright side guys, the projections that we made that that it made didn't necessarily come through like we wanted. It's like okay, so I mean we knew going into the game that um, at least we should have known that our receivers were mid. And this isn't me taking a victory lap or doing anything like that, but it's just, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Like a whole bunch of us tried to tell y'all the whole offseason that our receiving core is bottom of the barrel. Like it's not good. And people are talking about, oh, well, then and then and then and then. But it's like you're projecting a whole bunch of shit that we haven't seen before. Like you're talking about Adam Thielen, who's, you know, um, hasn't had a thousand yard year in five years and is 33 years old and has never been a fast guy to begin with. Yeah, he's going to struggle to create separation. Terrace Marshall is a talented receiver, but he's got like, what, 600 receiving yards in his career? Don't sit here and tell me that this guy can be all this when we haven't seen it yet. We just hope that he can. John Domingo's a rookie. Like, this is the kind of shit that we, like, everything that we talk about is like, this shit doesn't just happen like that. Like, our receivers are going to be bad and we're going to be able to see it and, and and it's going to be obvious. I mean, that's the kind of shit that, that we saw yesterday. I mean, JC, like, I mean, it is what it is at this point. We, we, and we all, we all knew coming into this year that if JC got hurt, our DBs are not going to be good. It's not even the DBs fault really yesterday that we lost, but the one big play that we had, guess who was on the other end of it? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, this is the shit that we, like, the, the one thing that I can say that, that was disappointing or a little bit, yeah, disappointed to me was was Bryce with the two picks. Not even necessarily the fact that he threw two picks, but that they were the same exact play. And it's like, all right, man, like you wouldn't expect somebody who's supposed to be like the the smart quarterback, quote unquote, to make the same bad read two times in a row. So I don't know if he legitimately didn't see Bates or if he thought that he could make squeeze it in there. And you know, he's just a better, faster safety than what he's used to. I don't know. I'm gonna run out of time on this. I hope I get a second one in, but let me see. Corey, I appreciate you, brother. And, yeah, I mean, I do think that is something that plays into this. Panther fans had very high expectations. And, Corey, you touched on something that I've been saying for a while, bro. This Panthers team does not have the depth to be able to be an injury-prone, injury-ridden team this year. We just don't have that type of depth. And you already see them uh, scrambling last minute to do something to the defensive back core uh, in the form of Troy Hill and uh, Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, there's a lot that there's a lot that goes into it, man. And yeah, Bryce is gonna have to learn what throws he can and cannot get away with in the NFL. I mean, that's that's a, a part of his evolution as a quarterback. And sometimes you have to learn that on the fly, man. I would much rather him and get it out of his system early than later on this season, man. All right. Let's go to the next call. 
Hey, man, far too a Corey's call. Um, yeah, like I'm saying, you don't obviously you don't want to see Bryce throw two picks in his first game. Um, and I don't really know what to, to attribute those 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 plays to because they were literally the exact same situation. So it's Do like, we have the did passing he chart? Him? Did he? Is he just not used to the speed uh, of the NFL yet? Like, what is it? Like, what? What, what was processing in his mind like after the second, after the first pick? It's like, boom, I'm going to do the same thing. And even even after the first pick, he came back on the very next drive and was thinking, boom, 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 dot, 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 Hayden Hurst touchdown. I so, think it was a welcome to the like, NFL good, play, Corey. But, like, that, <laughs> that was kind of the best that we could hope for with the with the weapons and shit that we have. Oh, Miles Sanders. See, let me talk about him. Like, Miles Sanders is an ass. Like, let me, let me go ahead and start by saying that. But I was telling y'all, too. I mean, he he's a he's a running he's not a game changer running back. He's gonna get what's blocked for him, and you know, since that's what he did yesterday. I mean, like, like he's fine. I'm not upset that we signed him, but to like we propped him up or fans propped him up. It's like Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, twelve hundred yards. All these like, and it's like, bro. These names, they sound good because they're new on our team, but, like, when you, like, objectively look at, like, the kind of player they are, these aren't the guys that are going to move the needle for you, especially when you have a rookie quarterback who is. Now, let's all be real. I'm not giving up on Bryce. That would be ridiculous to do after one game. But Bryce was never advertised, and we never saw him as the quarterback that is going to be able to mask all these different flaws and, like, put the team on his back and win. It's like, no, that's not the kind of player he is. He's a point guard. He's a he's he's even keeled. He's smart as hell. He can distribute the ball evenly. He's gonna like know what to do at the right time. Like that kind of shit. But like when you have that kind of player with mediocre skill positions around him, it's not I mean, the potential for big plays isn't really there. And while Bryce made mistakes that we hope to not see from him moving forward, I don't really see where we get like the like significantly more production from because don't get me wrong the Saints I mean the Falcons have a really good secondary but their defense and all that they didn't get no kind of pressure on it our offensive line was looking real solid like like Bryce didn't even he wasn't back there running for his life he was back there sitting around looking for somebody to come open and you know I don't know man uh Brian Burns he's Brian Burns y'all already know how I feel about him pay the man I don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about, what he did in the second half and all this kind of like, shut the fuck up. Y'all are dorks. Uh, uh, I don't true. know, man. Keep pounding. The, the, the sky ain't falling, but I mean, it is what it is. I never thought we were going to be a 10-win team anyway. Let me know what y'all think. Keep pounding. Listen, I, there's a I lot of truth. problems with that. I take. do too. There, there's, there's a lot of truth to what you were saying, but at, at the same time, it's also, it's too early for it, man. Like it, it I think really Bryce is. Young can make these players better. I just think just because he didn't do it immediately week one, which he almost did, he almost did, right? I mean, look, if you look at this passing chart, you're right. He is right. These are the identical – they're identical uh, interceptions. And this is what Greg's going to latch on to is just a Rebo quarterback. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. I think this – is that this is welcome to the NFL moment. That window looks open. Sure. I think it looks open in college, and you go, oh, shit, that is not open in the pros. Yeah, he trusted his arm a little bit too much. And you know what? I would rather him trust his arm and at least have the balls to make some of those throws than to do like Teddy Bridgewater and never make them. 
Greg I can't fuck with this Miles Sanders slander that people are getting on, bro. Right. People Greg. are all like, oh, Miles Sanders, just okay. Miles Sanders. Like, this is, look, the Carolina Panthers, he rushed 18 carries. Look, he did four yards a carry. He had a fumble. You take that fumble away, Miles Sanders had a good game. Right? The only thing is this, is Chuba had a, he broke off one big-ass run that made his stats or two big-ass runs that helped make his stats go nine for 60. Miles Sanders is actually fine. If anything, I think this is the Carolina Panthers were rushing the ball remarkably effectively. But once they fell behind, they got to they get out of the running game. I think yeah. Miles Sanders, I don't have a problem with Miles Sanders. None. Zero. Zilch. Except for a fumble. He should have fumbled the ball. It sucks that you fumbled. You're not supposed to fumble. Yeah. He was so close to being down. Like half a quarter, a quarter of a second later, he is down. I just think this idea that we go, oh, we don't got no weapons. Oh, we don't got no. I think it is. And there is a degree of truth. Do we have a is Miles Sanders and B. John Robinson? Is, is Miles Sanders Christian McCaffrey? Is Miles? May, probably not. But at the same, is Adam Thielen Devontae Adams? No. Is Adam Thielen Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson? No. But I don't think that all of a sudden we have one, one game where we actually squander the win. We own the time of possession. Yeah. We own the plays. Our de- like, I mean, like if you yeah. really, and I know it's like, what if, what if, what if you took away the interceptions? The Carolina Panthers outside of three plays play better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I I, look. And when I say I'm not worried, I don't think I look, I'm sticking with my prediction. We're eight and nine. We're an eight, nine team. I think that that's where we're at. If we go above eight, nine, we overachieve. If we go under eight, nine, I think we underachieve, but I'm not sitting here going, no talent, no talent. And uh, and, and by the way, the the comparison that we're hearing of Teddy Bridgewater to Bryce Young, bro, get the fuck out with that shit, dude. Like, like, at least Bryce has the courage to push the ball downfield. And again, I'm also not going to overreact to one season opener. Tony, you know what I say about how long it takes to really be able to tell who the real contenders are. So right I'm, now, I'm not ready to say we're a contender. I think we're a middle of the pack. I think we're better than we have been. And I don't think, uh, like, I mean, I think it, we're better than we have been and worse than we have been. Is there any chance that we're better than last year? Yeah. Well, I, I think we can be better than we were last year and the record not really show it. Then that's a contender for the playoffs. Okay. There's only 10 likes right now. No, refresh. Please. Man, we have big, big numbers on the post game. We need y'all's help. We need your help. Be a friend, tell a friend, share the show. It's not just a thumbs up. It's not just a like. It's a comment afterwards. If you comment on tonight's show, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, I got you, bro. You comment after the show, I'll make you a short. On the Tuesday night show, I'm doing this until the comments get so crazy that I can't keep up with. But y'all ain't pushed me there yet. I'm ready. I will short your ass up. I'm ready. But we need your help, man. I feel like this. 
is I feel like our community is strong as ever. I feel like our numbers should be even bigger than they are. That's how I feel. So I thank every single person for their time, their energy, their attention. But I need one more thing. A thumbs up, a share, a like, a call into the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And tell me, what is Muscles? What was it? What did he say his last four numbers were? 70, uh, 46. Let me find this because he's my paisan. Here he goes. Here you go, Muscles. So you could go to bed and make some great, wonderful food. I've been dreaming about those peppers with the prosciutto and the mozzarella and the, the, the oil. Oh, delicious. Monster sub, Spartanburg. My paisan. Let's see what he's got to say. You better not be talking no shit about Bryce. C3 Paisan, how you doing? What's up, Muscles? Well, I got to say, the most disappointing thing after that game Sunday, the fucking fans, man. Like, what the fuck did you expect, bro? Hey, I'm fucking seeing, uh, when, fire the coach, when, trade this guy, when, shut up. It's the fucking first game. Everything's new. He wasn't going to go out there and throw 500 fucking yards, five touchdowns. This is fucking mad, bro. All right? This shit takes time. All right? Oh, There's no fucking magic wand in football. Some of you motherfuckers act like this is your first fucking season watching this shit. It's kind of fucking sad. Anyway, fucking, you know, tighten the fuck up a little bit. Yeah, we're going to lose. Yeah, we're going to look like shit. But you know what? It's called building. That's what we're doing. So fucking take the stick out of your ass. And just fucking chill, bro. I love it, man. Anyway, have a good show, boys. Keep pounding. Yeah. Thank you, Muscle. Shout out, Uh, PJ. We need that right now. He's uh, got a restaurant, but he's probably in the sanitation business, too. (laughs) <laughs> with a voice, with an attitude like that. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Uh-oh. They're, too, they're, too, they're quiet. All right. Next call. Yo, guys. How's it going? It's Nick. Just on my way to work. Figured I'd call in. Nick, what's um, up, brother? Look, I'm going to be honest. I just saw the score. I haven't sat down and watched the game. I looked at the stats real quick. That I know stats don't tell the whole story or anything like that. I'm going to sit down and watch the game this week. But Greg, I'm man. not. Now, granted, like I said, I need to sit down and watch the game. And I'm assuming that it was one of those deals where we just got run all over because we are in a whole new scheme. You know, it takes a minute for us to get adjusted to it. That sort of deal. And we weren't necessarily great against the run last year. And we slumped to a 3-4, which is worse against the run. And the Falcons drafted B. John Robinson. Like, I expected them to run the ball. I'm not surprised in what happened yesterday. I'm really not. Like, I know that we added a whole bunch of this defense and that sort of deal. But we had way too many questions. And it was the first game of the season. Like, plus we saw what B. John Robinson did to preseason. Okay, uh, it just it doesn't surprise me. And I'm sure people are all sorts of pissed off and bent out of shape. But it's like, guys, it's the first game of the season. Okay, give it a little bit and let's see what goes on. Okay, started three and zero with Sam Darnold one year, and we were thinking that we were going to go to the playoffs. How did that fucking turn out? 
okay? Like, take a chill pill, relax, smoke a little weed, okay? Everything's going to be okay. Ooh. Now, when it comes to JC, when it comes to Where's paying that? burns, at this point, guys, I've had my knocks on Brian Burns, but at the end of the day, he does make this team better. And you bet your ass I would pay Brian Burns over J.C. Horn right now. I love J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn has been my favorite fucking corner in the league since he fucking got here. And ever since I saw that dude play, it was like, yeah, no. This dude, he needs to fucking stay here. But he can't stay on the fucking field. You know, you need players to be available. And when he plays basically half the game, you know, that that's not enough to sign somebody. And JC, this is this is your year where you really gotta step up and prove it. We know that you can be the dog. You just gotta be the dog all day, every day. Not half the time. And that kinda goes to Mackerel too. Oh okay, you can't uh, just go uh, to look, a different look, fucking look. team. There it goes. Look, okay? he's got and a little bit more. He wants it to... He's depressed, dude. Like, dude I, get that you got well t- I get that you got moved to the practice squad and shit like that, but, like, dude. Welfare checkup for Matt Corral coming here. He's got something to say about your boy. Bro, you're go- you went up to New England. You aren't taking over for Matt Jones. Like, Matt Jones isn't looking going to look great this year, I don't think. Okay, but I don't think you're taking that job from Matt Jones. So you being all fucking in your own head and shit, taking days off, that's not the way to fucking deal with this shit, dude. Especially because a whole bunch of guys gave you fucking props last offseason for fucking doing everything fucking right on the sidelines that you possibly could to fucking get the job. Mm. Like, dude, just because you fell on your face once doesn't mean that fucking that's it, game over. Get back up, dust yourself off, come back, and come back with a fucking vengeance. Yes, you got a Liz Frank injury, and it fucking sucks. And I still laugh at fucking the past for picking up two of our fucking quarterbacks that they gave Liz Frank injuries to. I will never let them live that down. Anyways, I'm rambling. I hope you guys have a good night. Everybody, ease up. Smoke a little weed. Life gets a whole lot better when you do. He's hey. from Massachusetts. He can do that. Um, Somebody said, look, is uh, Josh asked, Thank you, Josh. Uh, always a supporter of the show and C3 super fan for just a dollar ninety nine. You can be a C3 super fan and get benefits like Mega Mingo that we play on the post game show. He says, anyone heard why Corral got ghosted out? Somebody raised this is that he has had a history of depression. And it was like, we need to do a welfare check on him. Interesting there. Anthony. Picarello, we know you got two calls. You always got two calls. Let's go to the next call. Hey, C3, this is Kyle Schofield from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Kyle, what's um, up, this bro? This is my first call. So I've been listening religiously on the Monster Apple Podcast Subs. For, the Subs. for the last two years. Can't really make the shows on Thank you. Tuesday, but I appreciate everything you guys do for the Panther fans and for us. But I was just calling in and calling in early in the morning here on Tuesday. I'm not really sure y'all talked about it on the show, but I'm just kind of confused why the Panthers have, I believe it's five edge rushers on the roster, but only used two on Sunday. Yeah. Eter only got four snaps on defense. Barno got none. 
Great question. Yeah, we played special teams and DJ Johnson, we traded up for. Didn't play yeah, at all. No playing time at all. That was just really, really confusing. But also, just want to say, I know he can be angry sometimes, but I think Greg needs a little more respect. I mean, you know, Bryce Young, yes, he looks like he could possibly be the part one day, but Sunday he really didn't show any flashes like you're really hoping for. I mean, you got the least amount of passing yards of any receiver and any quarterback. And who do the Texans really have a receiver that's going to terrify you like the Panthers? So I was just calling in. Sad. Appreciate everything that you guys do again. Keep pounding and go Wake Forest. Wow. Ah, great call. How about this? Give you the applause. I love to hear people that listen on uh, the audio versions later. Sometimes, like they, they're not not always in the live show, but they are part of our community, and we have such rich conversations with them. So, thank you for your call. Um, let's address the rotation. I think at first glance, this kind of was like, uh, this is weird. Right, is Justin Houston doesn't have any sacks, which, okay, he's old. Um, Brian Burns has a great game. Derek Burns, uh, Derek Brown had a good game. But as, and again, this might, this is a little tease too. Again, another tease for the Mike K interview tomorrow morning. I was asked, I asked him about this, and he referenced the number of plays, snaps that this team had. And the offense had something like 70 snaps and the defense had like 50. So I think that the defense, they didn't have to rotate as much. Yeah. A, you know, it's like maybe in a case where there's drives, but the, the inner, the turnovers and the interceptions gave them short fields. And I don't think the defense was out there. Let me, I'm going to try to – you go ahead and take over what you think about that. Mike K is not a believer, not in your YGM, but in YGM in a 3-4. I don't know, he man. He thinks it's, it's like, a schematic listen. thing. He thinks that he could be a role player in another team in a 4-3, but it's just not the right fit in Carolina. I mean, maybe so. Listen, Tony, I don't have a super strong opinion. Because on one hand, it's like, yeah, Brian Burns is who we know that he is. And everyone else, they really didn't do much of anything. So right now, it's like, I I don't have some hope. You know, a, a lot of the calls have been talking about Panther fans being more realistic and not setting our expectations too high. It's year one with the brand new coaching staff, with the brand new quarterback. Well, we're, we're moving to a 3-4 for the first time. And a lot of these players are doing brand new things that if they were here before they didn't have to do. So I'm hoping that someone steps up, but Tony, I'd be lying to you if I told you that there was anyone else on this roster beside maybe Justin Houston that I felt would be able to really make a difference for us this year and be a legitimate outside edge rusher. Like, I, I mean, who, who should I trust in? Maybe YGM will be all right at that position, but I don't know. You're, you're Maybe. Gonna, I mean, I don't know if you should trust in anybody. I think that would be to say you should trust in anybody would be asking you to establish trust without having any data. You know, so I think it would be weird for you to trust in anybody because we haven't seen anybody. We don't know what the defense is going to. I think maybe Frankie Luvu tackles for loss could be like some sort of, dyna, you know, he's the missile. Um, 
maybe Amara Barno, Amari Barno can make some splash plays. I don't know what, but, but I mean, if you just look across the board, there's not experience and talent enough to go, Oh, well, that's the guy. I think that's almost a impossible thing to say. If you said that you would be just being, uh, would have like a uh, blinders on. So I think yeah. it's fair to say you don't have that, but let, let's look at a couple of things here. How about this? The Falcons were two for 10 on third down. Mm-hmm. That's a win for the Carolina Panthers defense, right? They had net passing yards. They had 91 net yards passing, right? They threw the ball four times. So we talk about Ritter having a good completion, but four of those throws were for a loss. So yeah. you can look at a completion. You say, oh, look at his completion percentage. But four of those throws were for a loss. Well, right. But Tony, I feel like this is later in the ball game when the defense has been out on the field too what? long. And after J.C. Horn goes down, that's when they started to look a no, little bit better. He didn't throw the but, ball no, at all. He had I'm, one I'm play to pit. He I'm, only had I'm one play to pit. I'm saying for the most part, that game offensively for the Falcons wasn't that great. Right. And but my thing is this I don't necessarily know who to attribute it to. If anything, I'm giving way more credit to Shy Tuttle and Derek Brown for the jobs that they did, man. Derek Brown uh looked mean up the middle, and I, I really do think that's gonna be one of the more important parts. Uh, of our defense this year. Antonio, you felt like they were running the football all over. They did. They run. They All right, so here is the thing, is if you look at how their passes were, they only had one downfield pass the entire game. So if you look at their passing statistics and you look at what, what is Ritterer's? So we're going to look at this. We're going to look at Ritterer's. He was 15 for 18. So... Four of those passes were actually losses. I would go. I would go on to guess that there were ten. So there's eleven more completions that were positive game. I would bet you that eight out of those eleven were to running backs. Hmm. Where it is a de facto run play. Like it goes in the book. All right. So how about I lost my prize pick? And actually, you know what? This is a perfect time. Let's do some prize pick here. I lost a prize pick this week because I was like, hey, man, Panthers run defense, which is true. I was like, Bijan, they're just going to run the ball. He's going to get a touchdown. He got a touchdown, but they passed it and they passed it behind the line of scrimmage, dude. You know what I'm saying? So like, It was, it goes in the books as a passing play, but it was a de facto run play, right? Yeah. So, is that I think this is that I don't think, and this is where Greg is to thank God he's cutting his grass right now. (laughs) I watched the game and I know you can find all this, and the eye test sometimes works, guys. Ritter looked terrible. One play to Pitts. You take away that Pitts play. How long does anybody? Let me see. What was the Pitts? Pitts had zero catch. Pitts and Drake London had zero catches at the half. Yeah, we shut them down. 
Um, this is what it comes down to is Pitts had, let's see, receiving. He had two catches for 44 yards. He had a 34. So think about this. One catch. He had one catch for 34 yards. And then later in the game, he got another 10-yard catch somewhere. That means that Desmond Ritter, who threw 115 yards passing, what is that? Uh, almost 20, 25% on one play. And then you think yeah. of this. Look at his number Would you one. say price was better? Yeah, aside for the yes, aside from the turnover. I mean, I know it's impossible to say aside from the because people could be like, oh, yeah, whatever, I mean, whatever. But is this is look, is Bijan Robinson had six targets, six catches, 27 yards. Michael Hollins had three catches, 31 yards. Algier. So look, two of their top three receivers, in a sense, were running backs. Look, what are our, our top receivers? Hurst, Sanders. Sanders have four. I mean, we're just talking number of receptions. You want to go yards or receptions? Um, I would yeah, say this are. is, look, is that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people that caught passes from Bryce Young. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, no, Drake London didn't even catch a pass. No, yeah. only four people caught passes. Look at this. Actually, here, let me show it one more time because I can't believe because I almost counted it off. I thought, look, Bijan Robinson was had six catches for 27 yards. Hollins had three catches for 31 yards. Algier had three catches for 19. Kyle Pitts had two catches for 44. They gave Desmond Ritterer one catch for a negative six. Drake London had zero catches, bro. So what do you attribute this to, Tony? Are the Falcons offense ass? Or do we actually have something resembling a nice defense that we might be able to go somewhere with? I think because it's again, this. It's turnovers. Short we, field. They didn't have to do much. Listen, we get mad at Greg for only looking at the stats and really honing in on the numbers. And we say that it doesn't necessarily tell the entire tale. And I believe the same way about that, too. Like, even those small mistakes will lose you a football game. Yeah, like that that's one, what it came down to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So are you saying that this is a hope for optimism? Yes. That, okay. Yes. Like, I think that it's ridiculous to think that they just beat us. I think we beat ourselves more than they beat us. All right. So how are you feeling going into New York? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Saints yet. I mean, like, is like I didn't, you know, I don't know. It's like I don't know enough about the Panthers either. Right. And what I mean is, is that if we're going to just beat ourselves, I can't have faith in our team if we're just going to beat ourselves each week. Yeah. I just don't think this is I don't think that we're as bad as people are saying. Tony, I want to jump to this now. The Panthers have signed Tariq Cohen uh, from North Carolina, grew up in Charlotte, grew up in the Carolinas, uh, has not played since 2020 back on the Carolina Panthers, and this was first reported by his fiance or his wife uh, on Instagram congratulating him. 
what did you think this does for our offense? You know, I, I said Trooper Hubbard played well, had uh, an incredible amount of yards per carry. Uh, but what are you thinking about Tariq Cohen being back on this team right now? I like the move, but I don't necessarily Practice know squad, that, though, right? I, I think no, he went I mean, to the practice squad. I mean, he's a big-time player, man. He's done a lot before. I think so it's I, this. No, I, he I dealt with some that. injury, right? And he had trouble getting back from the injury. You know what this tells me is that we don't know what we're doing on special teams in return game. That's what I would say is that mm. like that. I don't think he's going to come in there and take carries away from Chuba, Miles Sanders. I think, I mean, might as well just give Blackshare some carries. I think we're trying to find an answer in the punt return and kick return game. I mean, you really think like that's why it, Big though? Jordan is saying, yeah, I mean, look, you're not going to bring a guy in who hasn't played football in two years or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden put him on the practice and all of a sudden like, oh, well, pff, Miles Sanders fumbled once. So we're going to go with Chuba and Tariq Cohen. Now, what if he can be an explosive play? Look, you got to make a difference on special teams and then you might find your way into the lineup. I mean, I don't know. Just as I mean, if you're going to make a move on offense, why just be a special not, team move? It's, it's not. I, I, I really, I, no, nah, I, I think he has more, more talent than people are giving him credit or than more than you're giving him credit for. I'd say. No, I'm not diminishing his talent. I'm saying realistically, see, the role he's going to play on this team cannot be part of the offense, right? Like that would I mean, be silly maybe. to think he's going to be an effective part of this offense. He doesn't right know the now, playbook. As time know goes on, let him I catch up. I think he'll be and a not run towards back. the fucking no, end zone. No, nah, they're going to put him in the backfield. I don't know no, when they're not. Yeah, they, all right. Bet me. Chat, yeah, what do you I think? bet you. Do you think that they, that they're not going to put Tariq Cohen in the backfield? No. I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. They are. There's no way this, before this week is, seven, unless there's major injuries, this guy is on no as a running no. back. Not more than just a punter, man. He had a breakout year for the Bears. It was either like fucking 2017. Yeah, but so what? That's more than Chuba has ever done. Might as well put Cam Newton in the backfield then. Nah, so you said you're never going to see him in the backfield. Not before week 12. Oh, you're ridiculous right now. Really? No, I'm not. No. I bet you LaVisca Chenault gets 10 times more carries than Tariq Cohen ever does. Mm, all right. We'll I don't know see. if I just kind of made that stat up. No, like I think this is he's going to make you if he finds he's on the practice squad. Dude. He's not even on the active roster. That's like saying all of a sudden that I think that Matt Corral is going to make a difference on this team. Oh, it's not the same thing. Oh, uh, Devon. What is your big boy? What's the big, uh, big fat boy? Uh, oh, um, the guard blast toys. Yeah, uh, Deontay Brown. Yeah. Deontay Brown. Oh yeah. Oh no, nah, he's, he's a much a better gonna... player than Deontay Brown. Oh shit! <laughs> first of all, no, he just plays a different yeah, position. No, no. Listen, oh I, I'm not. No, you're uh, you're making it sound like I'm pumping him up. You I'm are. Not, no, I'm just saying that we're this not is a feel sign. good story. He I mean. is no, he is not just uh, a kick returner for the Panthers. All right, guys. We're going to see him. Don't forget the the C3 Panthers podcast now for two years in a row has been sponsored by Prize Picks. And even if we weren't sponsored by Prize Picks, we'd be playing Prize Picks. And we know that our 
audience loves prize picks. If you use the promo code C3, you go to prize picks and use the promo code C3, or there's a direct link in the chat. You can just click that. It'll auto populate it. If it's your first time depositing money on prize picks and you use that promo code C3, they will give you a 100% deposit bonus match up to a hundred dollars. You put in a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars in promo funds. You put in $99, you get $99 in promo funds. And on top of that, prize picks has something each and every day and every week that makes it almost free to play at times. They'll have protected picks on Fridays, flex picks. They will have free squares from week to week. They'll have discount squares. I tell you this, the discount square with Dak was a beauty. All Dak had to do was complete one pass. He did that. The problem is, is I put all my money with Bijan. Here, you want to see this? I'll show you guys this. Is I want to show you my pass. I was so mad at this. I thought I had this win. I had a good and a bad week. Bijan. How did he didn't get 71, but he got it all in the passing game? How about this? Bijan again down here. Where is it? Hold on. Uh, he got a touchdown, but he didn't get the touchdown. Where the heck is it? Come on. Come on. Gosh, where was that Dak free square at? Good gosh. Am I scared? He got the touchdown, but he got it catching the ball. Not rushing the ball. Kind of messed me up. Look at this. Here's a win for me. By the way, Russell Wilson, is he cooked? Is he done? I got to go watch that game. What the hell is going on with him? He might be like Baker. It's just each and every week, just take the less than on Baker and Uh Russell. Look, I hit the look at this. I hit the less than on Baker right there. Bye. I hit the more than like a dummy. On Russell Wilson, but I got Kenny Pickett. By the way, Kenny Pickett had like 89 yards in the fourth, uh, the start the fourth quarter. Booyah, man, he hits it right there. Thank God I did a flex there. Win there. Um, ooh, you want to see this? This was a cool one. This is my favorite. I call this the, where is it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look for. Gosh, I play a lot of prize picks. I gotta yeah, scroll. I can tell. I got to scroll down here a little bit. This is my favorite. Oh, there's a win right there. Richardson. Corral. Oh, that's preseason. I had one in here. Am I in your account? No, I ain't no way. I won a, I call it the G-Baby special. Because I won some loot on, gosh. Can't be open anymore. Where is it? Now I feel like a dummy. I won <laughs> 60. Look for plus. Oh, here it is, right here. Look at this. This is the G Baby special right here. WNBA. Booyah! <laughs> booyah, 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 booyah. Booyaka, 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 booyaka. That's what I should say. Boy, prize picks is so fun to play. It's the best place to play daily fantasy football puts your skills to the test the way it works you have to pick multiple players they just the rule two players two different teams but you can go three players four players five players you can play power play you can play flex 
You can put in $20 and win 60 if you get it right. You can put in $20 and win 100 if you get it right. It's fantastic, and we're about to play prize picks right now. If you're going to play prize picks, though, and you haven't done before, you need to use the promo code C3. First, it keeps prize picks helping us each and every year, and they have been our best sponsor. Telling you. And you know what? Cody, look at the DMs. Them boys be going wild. And yeah, that prize pick. They love it. Hey, so many C3 super fans have made so much easy money using prize picks, playing daily fantasy sports. There is not a single sport that you could possibly want to play that prize picks does not oh. have, dude. Play Literally anything. everything. But man, now that this NFL season is underway, use your football aficionado to uh you know make you a little bit of a little bit of scratch, man. Already got it right away. Number one is first. We talked to our guest tonight. He said, Look, the strength of the Saints is their secondary. The question is the run game. The Panthers ran the ball effectively in week one. Miles Sanders right here, 50 and a half. More, 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 more. Easy. I think the risk, I think there might be a little, I'm a little, I'm, I look, I think Bryce Young beats this number easy. I do think he beats it. But, but you I won't have, pick it though. No, I think if I'm looking at the two between these, I think this is the safer of the two. Yeah, between the two for sure. Right. So let's wait. We would do. We want to go to NFL entire. Do we want to look at what the Saints? Let's check what the Saints yep. numbers look like. Thomas fifty-two and a half. Oh, that's a dang. Yeah, you probably have to take the over on. Yeah. more on that. More, one, more, huh? more. I more, almost more, think more. this could be a. This is a trap. Less. Maybe, maybe it's kind of like this is we might be looking for um, you might be like, look, is he had 300 yards that came late missing horn. I don't know what our secondary is going to look like entirely. Is this game put up a little bit more points than week one? I don't feel great about this one, but if he gets around this number, you know, Alave is getting some of that action. He's getting some of that juice, but I want more. I don't want to just settle with two people. Let's go find us a good one. Our Minnesota could be passing the ball a lot. Ooh, where do we want to go? Do you want to oh, go? Uh, pick a, pick fine, a category. Let's pick fine. a category. Dude, I'm telling you, uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Calvin Ridley, they've been doing big things, man. Casey. They've been doing big things, man. What happened last week? Golf? How many yards did he met, have put up? Uh, that I do not know. He had uh, pretty good numbers. Let's see. Let's pick a category. You like the? Let's check these passing categories out real quick. Um, Burrow two. Burrow two sixty one. He about eighty two yards. Yeah, eighty two, eighty three yards. It's basically. Do you think that they bounce back? Um, I almost feel like this is every week we should just go less than on these cats. <laughs> it, it does seem like a safe bet, huh? A yeah. safe uh, entry, as we say. Yeah, what if we did yeah, this? 
How about we do this? Is this too wild, Cody? No. No. Sanders hey. Moore, Alave Moore, Mayfield. What did I mean? No, that's perfect. Oh, two of and is Fields. Does he somehow? Who are they, who are they playing? They're playing each other. Baker versus Fields. In the most boring <laughs> game right. ever. You know um, what? I'm going all in. I'm going f- straight up 10 times. Power play. Let's booyaka, do it. Booyaka, 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 Go to prize picks. Use the promo code C3. They will match your deposit up to 100% on your first time, up to $100. And boy, I hope I just got a big winner because my fantasy skills are elite. Let's go. Can we go back to the calls, Cody? Do it. Yo, it's White Shark Espresso. Yo, I got some, I got some bones to pick with some people. Call me emotional because I said Price didn't look good. He was ass. He stunk in the first game, which he did. And you got people like Cody calling me emotional. Me. You are. Emotional. It's that Coming time of the, the month. Said, you, right, 30 touchdowns and we're going to win 13 games. I'm the emotional one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Cody. You're the one who I said know. we should raise our expectations. Stop it. We should raise our expectations. Remember that? That was you, Cody. Guess what? I raised my expectations and our expectations was not 148 yards and two interceptions. That was not my expectations. So y'all the ones getting over emotional coming at me saying, I think Bryce stunk in his first game. All right. Second of all, if I wanted to be emotional, I'll be emotional. I drove five fucking hours to Atlanta, you put on I'm that motherfucker's jersey, That's cheered a- him on it in his first game. Just for him to stink it up and then drive another five hours back to Chelsea. That sounds emotional, so emotional Kev. I'll be fucking emotional. Oh, he's but saying I will be emotional. He's drunk. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'll be there Monday night. Uh, Cody, I'll meet you there in Charlotte, and I'll give you a beer, and I'll slap you in the face. Peace. Does fade mean you don't like it? Huh? I feel like fade, I'm going to fade that pick, means I don't agree with it. No, I think that means that uh, he wants to put it back up. He's trying to get it. No, fade means like I don't like it, right? Not trail it. No, I mean, in this scenario. I'm interested this. How about help us this? Help me figure this out. Does fade in this question mean you want in on that action or you're like, Tony, you a dummy? Let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. What's up, C3? What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, Ant? Uh, just got out of class going to the food court. But I do want to talk oh, about... Oh, look at you. You wonder. You're in the best time of your life, right motherfucker. Early, but... J.C. Horn, man, I don't know. I mean, you got your fourth and fifth... The rest of this year, the fourth and fifth year left. I don't know what to do with you. Scott Fitter, I've been telling you, bud, we should have drafted a cornerback. Like, these are things you should be able to figure out that these fans... Like, no, it's it's bad. Like, I don't think many of the other fan bases can say that we know just as much as this coaching staff, because that's clearly what it feels like, man. 
Second thing I got to say, I think the problem with this fan base and what mm. we were sold was a bag of, oh, this coaching staff is way better. This team upgraded a lot. You know, kind of what Scott Fitter said, oh, we can just drop a rookie quarterback in and that's how we built this team. No. This team still has so many holes and it's unbelievable. Like just comparing us to the rest of the league. This is on the front office. And I know we're still dealing with the scraps of Matt Rule and how traumatizing that era was, but Scott Fitter was a part of it, and he needs to go. I'm not getting off this train at all. He needs to get fired, man, because we have such little depth. I just – I don't know what to say at this point. I think all this hype was just coming from our fan base because we didn't have Matt Rule as a coach. I don't know. I'm just – I'm very disappointed. I'm not giving up on the team. But this is why I tried to tell y'all to lower some of y'all expectations because it's year one of a rookie quarterback. He doesn't have a great support system besides a solid offensive line. Like, I, I just, I don't know. And I think we were being overreactive about the quarterbacks this week. A lot of quarterbacks played like shit, especially guys that have been in this league now for like five and five and six years. Like, it was just not a great week for quarterbacks in general. Uh, sucks that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. That really sucks. They they were going to be a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they made Josh Allen look like a fool yesterday. Defense was a trip, but this isn't a Jets podcast. It's a Panthers podcast. Yeah, man, it, it's it's very disappointing. I mean, next offseason, they need to figure out a way to get a new GM here, get a real wide receiver one, get some real depth on this team. The last thing i got to say is who is seriously going to stop Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and, and uh, uh, Michael Thomas next week. Like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Like, oh my gosh, we played great receivers and we have shitty cornerbacks. Give me your thoughts on this. I'm very disappointed. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. I told you all to lower your expectations. Pounding. All right, Anthony saying lower expectations, by the way, Tony, uh, from Darnell Holmes. To fade in sports betting, I knew just it was to bad. purposely purposely take the opposite side uh, of the bet of another better. You know what? Uh, if you fade went. that, if you fade it, and I fade, it, if you do the exact opposite and it hits, like we should have a way to push and split some money on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. I win two hundred or you win two hundred, what if? We, how about this? If I win two hundred. If you could do the complete opposite, how about that? Put in the $20, use the promo code C3, go to prize picks, use the promo code C3, like Jay Thomas did. Look, he said Jay, Angel Investor. Jay Thomas Angel. He's a new member and says, now we can tell him how to win a bunch of cash. I don't know about that. You better listen to Cody. <laughs> Cody's got a lot better history on this than I do. I mean, he pulled I? money out. Yeah, I mean, you I pulled did. real money out last year. Yeah, I did. I did. I I'm did. trying. To, I'm trying to do it again this year. I have not yet won. So, if you do this, how about this? If you fade me, which I would assume means a complete opposite. How about yeah. that? You do the complete opposite. If I win mine, I will give you your money back. So the person who said that he would fade you was, um, let me find. Uh, Three three but six Panthers fan. I need to see the exact opposite. Yeah, three three six Panthers fan. You go the exact opposite. You put the twenty on the power play. You better be using that promo code C three. It helps us. 
I'm telling you, each each time somebody does it, they know it. And they're like, oh, you hit that mark. We want to sponsor you more. We want to sponsor you more. We want to sponsor you more. So you do that, $20, basically this, neither of us lose or we both lose. Yeah. Because if we don't hit them, then we just lose our money. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Anthony. Fuck this. Oh, wait. Fuck you, Saints. Keep pouting. <laughs> Fuck you, Saints. I ain't scared of your bitch asses. And you I know what? You. Is that if they can't run the ball, that allows us to pin our ears back and get after get after it. So, yes, is there a concern that they have talent at the receiver position? Certainly. But we heard there were concerns on that offensive line tonight, Cody. That's what yeah. David Grubbs told us tonight. He said, look, the question mark is on this offensive line, which is not good. Can't run the ball, really. And they yep. can't ultimately pass protect. So this actually, in strange in a strange new world, maybe we match up better against the Saints. I mean, that I'm sounds hoping ridiculous. That I, I'm, I know. I mean, maybe listen, I'm just if, if you if you're able to win the trenches, then you should be able to win the football game. And by the way, Tony, we we want like you mentioned earlier, we won the stat battle with Atlanta. Right. We, we, we have lost one up. stat turnover. We have to clean up the small details. Bryce has to take better care of the football. Uh, no more fumbles from Miles Sanders, and in the red zone, actually. Punch it in. You, we have we the have worst. To be better in the red zone. We have to. And, and red zone defense is going to need to be better too. Red zone, um, red zone defense. On top uh, of that, way, Cody, but we could be the worst, arguably, after week one, the worst team in the NFC South, right? If you think about it, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. the Bucks somehow upset the Vikings. So they have a win. The Saints have a win. And actually, we are the worst team in the South. For right now, like st- Mike, record yeah. wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by but the way, I'm not out. scared. Well, yeah, oh, not be. not as scared as this. What I want to say is this, and then go to the shout out is uh, we're the worst team in the NFC South, and we're only three point dogs. Fuck. I mean, listen, Vegas if, on if, something if, here. Only Atlanta, three point dogs. If Atlanta was not able to run the ball. I don't see how New Orleans is going to be able to do it any better. So I like the Panthers' chances. I'm hoping, hey, I'm going to be there, man. I want to see my Panthers get a dub. And by the way, Jay Thomas, if you already used the promo code, then you did your part, brother. That's all you have to I do. Know, I told you he's done. an angel investor, homie. Yeah, man. He's the man. He's got my uh, dude right here. White chocolate, bright stat line for Monday Night Football, 21 of 32. 220 yards, two touchdowns. We walk away with a dub. You walk away with a dub in prize picks with that number right there. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder what. Here, well, look, let's go to Anthony's call next. He got a part two. Always got a part two. Anthony, you lucky. I love you, Python. Quick call back. Um, Wanted to bring something up. Um, Kevin's been, Kevin um, has been mentioning this a lot in the spaces. Twitter spaces. Everyone that's listening, check out the Panthers Twitter, D3 Panthers Twitter spaces on Monday, Thursdays, man. We've been going live a lot, getting 70 people in the spaces, man. It's a great conversation, oh, yeah. bringing over some people from, you know, different spaces that I've, you know, connected with. A lot of new faces. It's an awesome conversation, man. We welcome everyone and anyone. 
but Kevin was saying that maybe if we're like 0-6 by the bye, like 1-5, maybe we should consider trading Brian Burns if he's, his value is at an all-time high. Like if he has like nine sacks in like six weeks or something crazy like that, dude, some team is willing to trade a lot for him. We've already seen it. If his value is only going to go up, trade him. It's not a terrible idea. Just fire Scott Fitter. I think the main oh, problem God. with this whole team is is that again they keep trying to win, 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 and they just never know when to take a year off, hold their breath, take it, then then take a deep breath and just relax and be like, okay, this year we need to rebuild and figure things out. Like we can't go into every season expecting to win with a half-assed roster. It doesn't work like that. Cam Newton in that regime. What is the blueprint? The first two seasons were figure it out seasons. Cam Newton didn't have a great defense his first year. Then they drafted Luke Keeley. It got a little better. Then they made some other signings. And then they had a top defense. And then we got to the divisional round and went 12-4. The problem is, is that in this day and age, you can't trade away, you know, your top weapon for a quarterback and expect him to just, you know, play hero ball every play, dropping back. In a, just a straight drop, I'd be like, all right, Bryce, you're at the two-yard line. Go make something happen. It's just bullshit. It pisses me off. But that's all I got to say. And also, I may be going to Cody's house this this Monday night to be on the post game with y'all to get my thoughts on the Panthers. We're still trying to figure it out. But, yeah, man, it should be an awesome time if that happens. So you already know, man. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking packed. Keep pounding. Appreciate Tell, you, Anthony. Oh, we're gonna need a Tony to drive up there with his roadcaster so we can plug in. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to talk to you after. Uh, see about uh, you know, what I gotta. Y'all do gonna to have to be happen. kissing brothers, be like this on the mic. Why is it so fucking weird, bro? You're gonna uh, but have no, to, you gotta be close on these mics. They don't work. No, you're like right. No, 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 you're right. You're right. You have to but be we'll up here. You have to well, be like uh, this. And you can't do that. Well, I mean, listen, I can uh I mean I, I can let Anthony uh sit on my lap, you know. Uh well, watch out. It's it's a uh, Pokemon down there. Let's go oh, nice but see what pops up. Hey, this is Tim from Northeast Pennsylvania. I was just listening to your post game show today. And I wanted to call in because I uh, talked about a couple of things. One, hey, Brian Burns. Uh, you know, the man's on pace for 25 and a half sacks this year. Uh, obviously, it doesn't mean much after the first game. But reality is, is if we don't pay him now, we may end up having to pay him a ton to stick around. So pay the man now. Secondly, uh, you know, Cody was talking about Fitter and him being in the hot seat. And I want to talk a little bit about that for a second, because if you remember, we Perfect all timing. talked about how Rule had ultimate control over the roster. And when we talk about the draft in particular, he had control over the draft and who Carolina was picking. Well, look at that Carolina pick in the last, in the 2021-22 draft. Out of those three drafts, we came out with four starters. We've got uh, Derek Brown, who's doing a fantastic job. Looks great. we got uh, J.C. Horn, which, let's be honest, the, yeah, the, the, the he's never out there. That's so it's kind of a, a to me, J.C. is a bust, unfortunately. Uh, and I think injuries are just going to continue to happen. We got Jerry Chin, who is a, a good player. Yeah, uh, but again, like, he's not a oh, great no. player. I know some of you guys absolutely think Jerry Chin is the best player yeah. out there. But he's a let's good be player. honest, he's an average player. Um, yeah. And uh, one more guy, I can't even think who it is now. But 
Really, ultimately, Brady we have a lot, and Brady Christensen. a lot of guys that we wish weren't that's on the loud. That's a loud uh, call. You know, a.k.a. YGM. Um, and ultimately, they, they did a terrible job drafting for four years. The fact that we, or for three years, the fact that we have three starters out of that is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not considering J.C. Warner a starter anymore because he's not out there enough. Uh, so I think Twitter is safe. I think he's fine at least for another year after this year, but get that contract done with Burns. All right. Thanks for listening. I love this call. Uh, call and it brings up a great conversation that you wanted to have. Yeah, you wanted, wanted to have, to have. You an asshole about it. I well, feel like I mean, no, no, you know what it is? There's no, no, it's not hot taking this time. You know more than anyone. I have been on this pod for two years defending Fitterer because Matt Rule was the one in charge and defending J.C. Horn. Uh, they're all one-off injuries. Whatever. He'll be fine. He'll be better. I'm tired, Tony. I'm tired, bro. What's that got to do no, with fucking no, Fitterer? No, because at the end of the day, what everyone is now saying that we must do is that what? Now we deserve to give him another three-year grace period? No. Before how about we another determine? year? All right, but how about you do something for me in the meantime? I, I mean, he's listen, had good free no, agencies. listen to me. As that caller was talking, he tried to mention the four players that you know were were you know good players for us, and he was fumbling through it. You have to you have a hard time picking all the elite players that Fitter has put on this team because there have not been that many. All, all right, the first young. rounders are they're, they're, are here. All right. There are all the young, first rounders are none of the first rounders are bust. Derek Brown, that was her, her right? Yeah, and then the year was after, it? yeah, because that was when we drafted all that. Actually, Jeremy Chin might have been on Herney too. Then it was Derek Brown and Jer- yeah. Derek, right? So here is JC Horn's draft, might have been the first year that. I There's not enough talent drafts, on this team right I now. Think that Fitterer has got his fingerprints on two drafts last year and this year's. All right. So then, what's the grace period now on how long we're supposed to let him have chance after chance after chance? I think this year is, I think you give him one more year. After because this year? Or this year? Like, and- like, no, like one more draft. One more draft. All right. I think he's been um, effective enough in free agency. I think, first of all, you cannot dismiss the ability to move up to the number one pick for a very reasonable price, dude. We did not overpay to go from nine to one. We just simply didn't. It was the most reasonable move up from nine sure. to one in the history of football. But that's the world a is plus. Unfair. That's a giant win right there. But I think we, being able to but they're gonna hold it against Federer even more if our receivers don't turn it on. Who and, gives a fuck? Doing nothing. No, they're not gonna not turn it on. They're either gonna be okay or good. They're not gonna be great, they're not gonna be terrible. No, well, like then, I don't think that's that a I don't think that's a too. knock on him. I think you can't only you can't fix everything in one go. 
And look, I, I think, think about this. It's an entirely now. different receiving core. Yeah. There's not yeah, a every, single every, – the only person that's the same is a guy that didn't play at all. Tony, the Marshall best Jr. thing that he has done has been orchestrate the trade to move up to number one. And I've said that. The fact that we only had to give up essentially one first-round pick and some players, you know, uh, or a, a very good player. But, yeah, that's the best thing How about thing this, Cody? Done. That might have nothing been else, the first- Tony, Literally nothing else that he has done has been a high level maneuver. So you're trying Not to tell me thing. is the best, best fucking move he did is in the one draft. He actually wasn't handcuffed. All right. I'm saying so you're saying, else oh, that's a win. Has been even noteworthy. That's a fucking win. What, dude. what has been the, all right. One thing, what has been the best thing that he has done? Just, no, not, I think that's I'm a not, great way. It's his first draft the without the Matt Sorry, rule saying, fool. I am not willing to give him this unlimited amount of leeway like I have done with him in the past. It's not an unlimited. Not I said one single more offseason. Mm, one more offseason where and, we can put Matt rule in the past. How he's fumbling this entire Brian Burns situation. It's not a fumble. There's something else. Yes, it is. When we go, when we find out, when we find out the deets on this, we paid Dante and we're not going to pay Brian Burns. Come on. I don't think Come it's on. a choice of just, we're not going to pay him. It's gotta be more complicated than that. You're, there you're is no single way you think Matt, to. you think Scott Fitter is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll pay you 26, but I won't pay you 20. I don't believe there is something the else thing? going on. But, but your hold up you're, is gotta be on the other side. Now you're just reading what you want to read into it, man. I have just as much evidence. You're reading what you want to read. All right, fine. If you're allowed to do it, why am I not allowed to You've do it? You've already done it. That's why I'm read. I'm reading mine. I'm reading the tea leaves a different way. I feel like Federer is lowballing the very best player on our football team. That's how I feel. Wow. Okay. So wait until we come. If that's the case, then I don't think Brian Burns would be as team player as he is. If it's insulting, you're trying to tell me it's insulting lowball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Because why, you just want him to be. No, you're, you're wanting to make it some. Oh, Brian and his agent, they're being uh, 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 too difficult on what they're asking for. Or what, we don't even there know what that number is. There has to be something bizarre going why? on. Why does it have to be? Why? Because it makes too much sense to have it work out. We brought there back has to Ian be something Thomas. fucking weird about it. We brought back Ian Thomas. He signed Michael Jordan and Cam Irving and brought them back. Come on, man. There's a lot of bad under Federer now. There just okay. is. Okay. Let's take more calls. I, don't, I, I, I think this is I want. I think that I will be willing to accept your diagnosis. Next year, when we have more distance from Matt Rule, 
to me, I think right now, to me, the biggest things don't bring up Ian Thomas. Don't bring up um, CJ Henderson to me right now. My problems. If DJ Johnson doesn't work out at all, like if he's like that to me is a real stain on the record. But how I think this is, I think Mango turned out to be a remarkably wise pick at the time. You're talking about a wide receiver core that has no separate, no talent. Imagine them without Mango. The end of the year, Tony, if we are not a playoff you can't, team. How much can you if do between not, a free of a GM doesn't do much if we don't, from now if, till December. If we do February. not have a better um, team at the end of this year, it's time to move on. How? What are you gonna do? Rip you don't make off. you don't get better get a, yeah, midway it, it, through it the season. Fourth, it would be his what how do you get year? better? How do you get better his midway through the year? season? Be, uh, better draft picks. He has not been mean? a great draft. No, you're giving him another draft been, then. No, but no, I'm saying he has not been a great drafter and he has not been that good in free agents. How can he convince you by right. February? How can, what can he do to convince you by February? This roster needs to make it to the playoffs. In the NFC South, when no team has a, a great team right so now. So you're saying this is that he can't do anything between now and then himself. He just has to hope what he did was good enough. That's the yeah, only I way he can see, save his I job. I need to see something from fucking ridiculous. DJ, DJ Johnson, as you mentioned, uh, Jeremy Chen. It's very important for him. Uh, and yeah, Jeremy, he, he didn't even draft me. Jeremy Chen. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're oh, right. Bill, yeah. No, I think that's an unfair qualification on him. To say this, right. is he has to the end of the year to do better. What, what the fuck else can he do? Draft better. He can't draft before the draft end of the year. You got to give him another draft. I don't know, man. All right. My next call. That's, uh, you don't even listen. Next call. There's no Stephon Gilmore on this team right Anderson. now. Because I was of thinking about the, uh, the offense we saw Sunday and how much it looked like the same vanilla offense we've seen in the preseason, I think it's just Frank Wright. So go back and look at the difference when they let uh, Brown call the plays in the second half in some of those games. It's a totally different offense. And also, uh, when they was down, went down by two scores, when you still had time to try to make a comeback or make a closer score, that was still running the same. Everything's right there at the line of scrimmage or five, ten yards. It was the same play calling. There was no urgency. There was no was trying mm. to push the ball, trying to move the ball down the field or anything. I know the two or three times I did, it was, you know, misses, but I think it's just, I think it's Frank Wright. I think he, he's just babying the offense. Uh, just needs more explosion or more creativity. Um, I think then he, he needs to let Brown play, uh, call plays and, and hopefully it's not too late when he figures that out. I think the problem is is uh, Frank Wright and and some is the receivers. I, I think they need to go get go back and get Shaw Smith back. Have him on one outside and him uh, Sharp on the other outside. Imagine running four receivers: uh, Shark and Smith on the outside, and Thielen and Mingo on the inside. You know, different route concepts that way. 
I'm gonna back the defense off. Well, no, there's there's no no threat. This is gonna dink and dunk. That's what Frank Wright's offense is. Vanilla bullshit. Come on. I'm Open coming up at the playbook. Let Brown call plays. Frank Wright, be the head coach. Not the offensive coordinator. That's not you. He's no Sean Payton. Come on now. Randall. Randall in the chat. 49ers, but guys, stick around. Let me address this call first, and then I'm going to give you some shouts. Shout outs. Thank you for being around here. This is too overreaction. We're one weekend. We controlled the entire time of possession. And we're going, oh, play calling was a problem. There was only one play call that was problematic. It was the right decision, the wrong play call. And that's the fourth and one. It's not too vanilla. If anything, them running a jet sweep within the five-yard line, too crazy for me. No, this is what happens when you lose. When you lose, we eat our own. We devour our own children. So we're like, oh, we got some people being like, price should have been so much better. Ugh, these receivers, they suck. But like, the play call, come on. The play call, in, we're one, we're not even, we're one game in. We won the time of possession. We had th- f- three turnovers and what effectively was an additional turnover by not converting a fourth and one. And you're trying to say the play calling is the problem? It's too early. This is too premature. Now, you may be right in the end. You may be right in the end that, like, he isn't the guy. But we can't. There's not anywhere close to enough data to suggest that. And it's just like this. It is the overreaction to be like, oh, well, Thomas Brown, dude. I told you guys once the preseason went down like that, that this was going to be the first time that the yeah. fucking team didn't produce her, but Thomas Brown, put him in. He's so much better. Dude, we had like an 80-yard drive on the first series that did get stymied by a fourth and one conversion that was not completed. The next, we get a pick that they then score. But then Bryce goes six for six. This wasn't a play call. This was an execution issue. Very plain and simple. And I'm not even ready to buy into the separation argument. Make plays. We didn't make the plays. We made some bad plays. We beat ourselves. And I'm not trying to take it away. Look, there's a Falcon fans. Oh, look, it would help us out a lot if y'all beat the Saints. For, okay, Demetri. How about this? Is it? How about we beat the Saints instead of beating ourselves? Because that's what happened. You win the time of possession. You. Also, you can't tell Panther fans that they don't have the right to criticize some, this team when they it's do dumb It's the low-hanging fruit, dude. Right, this is what our, happens our, when something point, goes wrong. They're like, oh, if we would have called different plays, it would have been, been right. Through, all right. We have been through nothing but losing seasons. When we see these types of, lo- of losses where we beat ourselves, and I hear you, and I agree with you, it's far too early to run away and panic about a lot of these different things. Play calling. It, it needs time. We have way one time out. of possession about ten minutes. Panther fans have been through so many of these types of losses that listen, they're going to have to be the ones to start toning down the criticism. 
Man, they're going to have to prove these people wrong. Sure, sure. They're, until they're, until they're they do, the to, criticism will get hyper gonna, and more hyperbolic. To, right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not overly in defense of anyone on this team right now, Tony. I'm really not. No, uh, yeah, not, I agree. I'm, I agree. That's a great I'm point. not putting on my studio for anyone right now. Right. Because I, I felt like for two or three years now, I've defended players, I've defended coaches, all for it to lead to nothing. So if it's I'm not defending anybody. I'm just saying that the criticism fair, may be premature. Is not maybe it's premature. The criticism is premature. Unfair, yeah, if it's fair or unfair or premature, I, I'm not even disagreeing with them now because right, I got, I, so many times I have said, "Oh, don't worry about it," and then they ended up being right. So I, now it's on the, it's on them to prove the critics wrong. I do want to shout out Randall. I hope he's still in the chat. Randall said, Hey, Panther fans just wanted to come back here. I got it. I'm going to highlight. Just wanted to come back from last year and say, thank you again for CMC. He is amazing. We know. We know two things is first of all, I can't zoom in your picture, but y'all both look beautiful. Look at that little profile picture of them right there. They look like beautiful people, just like Christian McCaffrey. And who's this girl? The super smoking girl. What's Kirsten McCaffrey's girlfriend's name? Come on, folks. Olivia Culpa. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are like the YouTube version of Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Culpa. You beautiful people. And you know what? I wish the goddamn best for you. And I shouldn't say God. I drank a little bit. Uh, you already said it. Just say it more. I know. Um, look, is I wish he's fucking amazing. He was amazing when he was in Carolina. And, you know, this is – I want him to be on a good team. Now, would he have been great? Would he have been help for Bryce? Certainly. But if he was on our roster already last year and we were trying to trade up for Bryce, who do you think the fucking Bears would have wanted? Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like – and so this is the thing. is like, you know what? This is a win for all of us. It's a win that you get Christian McCaffrey and he goes to a team that is a competitor rather than wasting his fucking life away in Carolina. Yep. And it gained us the ability to potentially reset our franchise. So you know what? Beautiful people make beautiful babies. And you birthed a beautiful baby in Carolina. And that's that Bryce Young baby. We got more calls, Cody. I don't know how many, but we gotta we gotta keep going. We're not even we're at five twelve PM. So we gotta go. We got to run. All right. Straight through. Like 10, maybe hey, guys. Eight. Kyle from VA. I was calling about some of the stuff I heard that people were saying on the postgame show. I put it all in and hopefully I can remember everything. Um, but first, the people that were saying that the O-line looked like shit. I don't know what fucking Who game said you were that? Watching, but Who the O-line looked pretty good the whole damn game right to the very end. I have no clue what game y'all are watching. That was that's just you spewing shit out of your mouth that you're used to saying. So you just call it in. If you felt like you need to say something, you attack the O-line because we always have a shitty O-line. But they held up pretty fucking good. I don't know what that was even about. Two, the people that said Brian Burns disappeared in the second half. Yeah, it's lazy. That, it's lazy. You just let me know that nothing you say about football I need to take serious. Nothing you say about football I need to take serious. Because you don't you don't realize that they 
they can out scheme Brian Burns because Brian Burns is the only fucking weapon on the defensive line that they have to avoid. So if they double team him, they run the ball. The they just run. Way, what do y'all expect him to do? What do you really? How do you sack a running back from the total opposite side of the D line all the way to the other side to make the fucking play every time? That was yeah. That was one of the stupidest takes I've heard about that fucking game was the Brian Burns shit. That was. Y'all have no football IQ, and you you either don't have football IQ, or you read some shit on Twitter. You can't form your own opinions, and you just started. Or just we're emotional. We're just emotional. Stop doing that shit, man. That's so annoying. And three, uh, Greg, I have no issue with you know you want Bryce to prove it. Like I, I've I'm gotten used to it now. It is what it is, and I'm not saying that this is even what you mean, but. It begins to sound like you want Bryce to not do good, so you can say, "I was right." That's what it sounds like, and I'm not saying that's really that's what you want. It's just you're not the first person that said that. You said I'll take Des Ritter over Bryce Young based solely off the stats of Week One and Bryce Young's NFL debut. If you really think that, then stats have clouded your fucking head completely. Like the talent gap is. Come on, bro. You you seriously can't think that. You're trying to prove a point about that. Should we talk about him behind his it. back, Cody? That's just that. <laughs> and if they play in your part, you're going to use him. I get that. But you were talking like you like Bryce Young's career is fucking done. Like He can't do anything because his NFL debut did not go good. I'm not saying he played good because he didn't. But, bro, it was one game of the fucking season, his NFL debut. Peyton Manning has shit. Like, there's so many quarterbacks that have shitty NFL uh, a rookie season and turned out to be great. Chill See, that's that. the thing. It don't we can't give him that. We can't give Greg that. Oh, there were this and they didn't do good and there because he's always been like, you told me he's the best. Show me. Told me he's the best. He's from Mississippi. He's from the Show Me State. I think it's time to talk junk about Greg behind his back. <laughs> This is, you, you know, you know my honest opinion about Greg and his takes. I believe that Greg is not a believer in Bryce. Really? You I think it's honest? I, I, I think. Wow. One, I, I think. I think Greg is trying to, and I, I believe a hundred percent of what he's saying. I believe that he's honest when he says, "Hey, I hope I'm wrong," because then that means true, the true, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he, and I'm sure he would rather be the Panthers rather the Panthers to be good rather than him to be right. But I feel like he had his mind made up that Bryce is not the player at the position. So now any bit of evidence that he has to bolster that point, he's willing to jump on. And by the way, slander him all you want. You know, one of the reasons why Greg feels Oh, he's got a lot of soldiers behind him now. But And one of the reasons why he felt vindicated to do so is because the last time that he did this was about Matt Rule. Yeah. And, he, and by the way, he was doing it when it wasn't popular to say bad shit about Matt Rule, if we even remember that far back, right? He likes that. I think that, look, and first, Al says this, it was it's Missouri, not Mississippi. It's the show me state, Missouri. Thank you, Same Al. thing. Uh, no one can the, ever tell but, the difference. Uh, look, it's, uh, so that's interesting I think that Greg has, like myself, we have a degree of contrarian in ourselves, right? Where it's just like it's more fun to be on the opposite side of popularity. I think he is. I think this is I think Greg is off put when we crown people. 
And I think you're right when you bring up Matt Rule is that he was crowned by these talking heads as an answer, a solution, and this without real data. So I think this is, I think that when maybe what Greg probably was off put or cautious about with Bryce was that it's like generational talent type talk. Like is anytime you're like, Oh, we're just casually throwing generational talent around. I think this, and since he's not here, I'm going to say this and he's going to listen probably later. Greg, I love you still. I think that he's leaning into this. I think that he took the position of like, hey, let's be cautious here. Let's not overdo this. And then people are like, shut up, Greg. You're fucking wrong. This guy is generational this. And he was like, you know what? Fuck y'all motherfuckers. We're going to bat out over this. And I think the more... I think he just leans in and in more and more to this take. And I am curious, does he truly believe it? No, I, I 100% believe he does. Uh, hey, wow. you want about Greg? I, I do not think I is. love Greg. I got no problem with him. Yeah. At yeah. all. All right. I Let's don't go. know. That's an interesting thing because you die on the hill. Oh, yeah. And I think sometimes you know that you're wrong. Or whatever. No. And I don't think you soften. I think you double down on purpose. Shy. Why aren't she defending? A lot of people want her back I'm, right now. You Joe Brady. Let's get Joe Bra- maybe roster. we shouldn't. Maybe if, if, maybe if oh, Joe Brady was calling the place. Joe Brady got a bad rap, man. Yeah, this is Al from Bama. Oh, right damn. here in the I heart of tell. Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide. Oh, first shit. First time Panthers fan, first time caller. I don't know how long this message will go, so I'll just talk just a little bit. I'm excited to be here. I'll be back next week. I'm just here to let you boys know, Greg, I am going to make your life a living hell every <laughs> Tuesday night at 9 p.m. right here on the C3 Panthers podcast. Bryce Young is going to be the tonight. offensive rookie of the year. Woo! He is going to be a future MVP. Woo! He is going to be a Super Bowl champion. Woo! And he is the greatest quarterback in Alabama history Roll since time! Willie Joe Namath. And I've been here for all of them. Take care, buddy. Oh, I've never said that in my life, but God yeah, damn it, I love that. But, hey, shout out to Al, man. All right. Shout out cool. to Al. That shit was what awesome. What up, guys? This is Dees. And I'm trying to get in my cat call. Oh. Just Dees, finished, what's up, uh, brother? Losing eight minutes of my life, listen to this guy go off about how bad the Panthers' offense looked in, le- in week one. Well, let me, let me point out some things. First of all, we rushed for 154 yards, okay? We had a rookie quarterback that made a couple mistakes, but we also had a lot of guys on the field that weren't doing proper ex- execution of the plays. I saw blocks getting missed, uh, setting up for screens. I saw guys not running crisp routes and not being where they were supposed to be. I saw guys not turning up their head looking for the football. Number one on that list would be TMJ. He obviously did not practice with the ones at training camp. A lot of times he ran with the twos. And then on top of that, he sat out a a ton of time uh, in the preseason not playing whatsoever with that back injury. And we got on the field on Sunday. That's what it looked like. He had six targets and only two receptions. Often he looked lost out there on where the ball was going or if the ball was even coming to him. He would have had the biggest pass of the game going for a touchdown. Did you guys realize that Bryce Young was only 90 yards away 
from being on pace for that 4,000 yards that he can make this season. If TMJ had completed that pass, we'd be pretty close to that number. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world to see a rookie quarterback go out there and make a couple mistakes. What I feel like another big thing in execution was Juba Hubbard. We saw that fumble early in the game because he was on the wrong side of Bryce. Once again, in that pistol formation on that fourth and one, I get that. I don't like that either. I, let's get under center. Let's run that ball under center. Let's not run it from the pistol, okay? I, I get the, the, the bash and the play calling on that. But it looked like Chuba didn't know what side to be on of Bryce. And then I don't think Chuba got that many rips in the preseason either because he was rested along. We saw Brown and we saw Blackshear in the preseason because they were resting those running backs. So he looked like he had a couple errors as well uh, along with TMJ. So there's people, and Chenault, I think, had a play or two where he wasn't quite in position. So there there was guys not executing around Bryce as well, even though I'll give, I'll give it to you, okay, Bryce makes some mistakes. We all saw that in the game. But everyone has to execute on that offense for it to be effective. But we did run the football for 154 yards with a rookie right goal. And you know, you guys know we ran it up the middle all game long. It's not like we were busting out. Uh, runs off the tackle because that's just not the way this was designed. Another thing about the play calling, that pistol formation, we, we even showed, showed a package where it was like a pistol wishbone. And I think that's really cool. So I thought the offense altogether was a lot of fun. We didn't see anything like that last year. You know what I mean? We didn't see anything like that under Matt Rule, period. So we, we saw some more exciting offense from the Panthers than we've seen in the past. Just unfortunately, we had a rookie quarterback that, uh, that makes some mistakes. And that's the way it is as, as you, change levels from college football to the NFL. Um, the biggest thing coming away from that game week one was an injury to J.C. Horn. Losing Horn for multiple weeks is just really, really tough. Boy, man, you what can't. I feel like Deez gets cooler each time. Oh, he does. He's the bro. That's the home. I mean, it's not. You don't get cooler than this. Is that when and you... everything and his insight on the team, he's He's rational. Totally. He's willing, he's willing to look at things not through, uh, you know, hot take opinions. He's looking at it for what they are. And by the way, he echoed that same sentiment that TMJ did not look good, but also has not been practicing a lot lately. It, it, it seems to me, Tony, the more that we look at it, when you factor in the rushing yards, when you factor in the, when you factor in the offensive line, when you factor in how well the defense played early on, when you factor how well Bryce started and how well he played before those interceptions, it was like a confluence of issues that all came together that stifled our performance in Atlanta. It looks like we're a 500 team, Cody. Yeah. So That's what it is. Is that the I team, if they're these... under 500, it's disappointing. If they're over 500, it's hard. It's like a blessing. But to think this team is going to come out there and all of a sudden – just be like magically better, like significantly, significantly better. It's, I think it's too, like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If we win 10 games, I think 10 games is possible, right? I don't think it's probable. And I think that lose, uh, winning seven games is possible, but not probable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I really, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you know, so that's just what it is. Let's go to the next goal. Hey guys, it's the girl that makes them howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. And you know what? I still feel pretty much the same way I do about the game the other day. 
I mean, I still, I still think we're gonna, we're not gonna be what we are. Like, we're not gonna be what we were in that game. And, you know, I, I had to explain this to these, uh, to these very primitive minded Falcons fans that I work with. I, I don't know how these people get around me. They're just not my intellect. But, you know, they keep thinking they have a quarterback. Desmond Ritter, you know, they, the coaching staff doesn't trust him, okay? That's what I was trying to tell Greg the other day. And I know everybody was on his ass. But I was just saying that, like, you can't say that the coaching staff doesn't trust Bryce Young. They don't trust Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. That's all I was saying. Because they put his ass out there three times early and throw the ball, and it was disaster. And they covered him, and they played around him the whole game since. Okay? But uh, as for J.C. Horn, play his ass. He's going to get injured. Just throw every damn thing at him. Don't pick up this fifth-year option because I'm done with this shit, dude. Like, why are we so injury-prone at cornerback? Dante Jackson is always injured. J.C. Horn is always injured. Like, I hate to say this, but I'm starting to agree with one thing David Gettleman said. You can never have enough corners. I mean, damn. But other than that, man, we got the Aints coming to town next week. I mean, Derek Carr is okay. He's certainly better than De uh, um, Ritter. But... Hey, this is our house, dude. We always beat the Saints in the bank. I mean, it, it's got to be fun. I'm going. True. But anyway, <laughs> guys. totally not true. Last two years. Wow, wow, wow. I was at a game uh, in about 2018, maybe. I went with Mel Mayock. Five touchdowns, the fucking Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees fucked us all up. Anyway, it's not always true. Hey, uh, before oh. I go, shout out to Nirvash uh, with the $10 love bomb. He said, we should be able to criticize Bryce without backlash. Sure, sure. I mostly agree, but Greg, he stated several times that he doesn't want Bryce to fail. He just needs him to prove it on the field to believe in him. I don't, I don't think anybody to be fair, was giving people backlash for, for that coming day. down on Bryce. Like, Bryce threw two interceptions, and the Falcons scored points off those two interceptions. Yeah, it's reasonable to criticize that. My criticism was towards people pretending like Bryce played the worst game that they've ever seen. Like, you can't see play. any... Like, right, you like, 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 there's like, no uh, oh, reason. there's Josh Rosen. Yeah, like, pretending like he didn't navigate the pocket well. Pretending like that opening drive, he wasn't, you know, damn near 100%. Like, it, it's just the unfair criticisms. It's hyperbolic. It's yeah, both, everyone it's that sides. wants him to be Drew Brees right now, come on, that's too much. I think, and that's what made Greg be this way is because people were so hyperbolic about his success. So he went the other way. Yeah. You know, it's like we can't just say, hey, is he has the potential to be a very good quarterback. There's some risk in it. 
Um, but instead, it's like he's either the best fucking prospect ever or he is barely as good as Desmond Ritterer. I know. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, it's like politics. Next call. What's up, C3? It's Tyler here. Hope you guys are having a great evening. Um, did you see horn injury? Hopefully it's mild. Hopefully it's only going to be a couple weeks. Uh, if it's major, it could be six to eight weeks or even longer. But hopefully it's only a couple weeks. Um, you know, the conversation with people uh, that you guys kind of already touched on was, you know, we should have not practiced for 10 or we should have had this. Uh, just like you guys, I hate that conversation because you can't predict injuries. If we take Patrick Sutan and uh, he was injured and J.C. Horn balled out, the people said, oh, we should take J.C. Horn. You can't have that conversation. Now, you can have a conversation about talent and who's better at what, but you can't, uh, we can't, like, shit on Scott Fitter for picking J.C. Horn because he has multiple injuries. It just it sucks. It's an issue that I think is going to be very interesting to see towards the end of the year are they going to exercise his fifth-year option? He obviously has the talent. He's an amazing player. He's a lockdown corner. I think he'd be a top five, top seven corner in the league if he was healthy, but no one knows about him because he's not on the field. Us Panther fans, uh, and obviously the Panther locker room, knows how good of a talent he is. He's just not on the field. Um, but, you know, T.J. Henderson, uh, garbage. I mean, he's not... He, doesn't, he always gives up the big play. That's why Panther fans can't stand him. He always gives up the big play. I mean, you're not wrong. At a crucial moment uh, or just gives up a long touchdown run. He always gives up the big, huge play. And um, we'll see if Ajero Vero can uh, kind of help him out a little bit and uh, see if CJ Hurst can step up. But I don't have my hopes up for him at all. Um, he's, he's the best we got uh, in the circumstance that we're in right now. I don't know if there's anybody free agency wise that uh, is better than him, but he's the best we got. It's just tough because we know what to expect from him. It's going to be a tough uh, several weeks, you know, with him being our number one corner, um, covering the number one wide receiver. Uh, Bryce, I think he's going to step up. We'll see again if uh, the wide receivers can create better separation. I do expect uh, the interceptions to be non-existent hopefully it's, uh, there's no interceptions at all but i do want to see better separation for the receivers and uh better chemistry hopefully the the practices that they're doing this week they're developing that before but um you know young rookie uh mid below mid wide receivers that's what you get so uh, i do expect them to run the ball efficiently uh and Hopefully, DJ Chark comes back from injury this uh, this week and um, uh, be able to give us that deep threat. So. Great call, great call. Um, look, I think with this with CJ Henderson, I think it's kind of low hanging fruit for criticism, and that is is look is that he was such a high draft pick, and you come in and you're like, oh, maybe we can retool this guy, and he's going to be the next Stephon Gilmore or some shit like that. CJ Henderson has been in, put in some difficult positions early in his time in Carolina. And he's had, he's made some mistakes. CJ Henderson makes the same mistake every time. Mm -hmm. And it's this, the big play. And it's not because he's, he's gotten just burnt. It's because this, he knows it's a big play at that moment. 
and he panics. Every time it's a panic play. He was there with Pitts. He was there with Pitts. Pitts is a little bit bigger. Pitts has the ability to win that matchup. But what he does is this. He always panics. I won't say always, but yes, he kind of like gets grabby. Every got, time there's a big moment, he's always getting mossed. I don't think it's mossed. I think it's this. Yeah, it's like he's like, man. oh shit, here's the ball. So I'm just gonna grab this motherfucker. <laughs> like every time he does, and you know what? He gets so ticky tack called on pass interference every time. I mean, he is kind of a nuanced guy. Like a lot of corners that have a rep get away with shit like that. I'm just saying this. You guys are right in some ways is that like he has had moments where he just is fucking gotten burnt on the big play. Yeah. I mean, I'm just tired of, uh, it's like, it must be remarkably frustrating to the coaches and remarkably kind of depressing to himself. Well, you know, we say that no one ever is talking about the offensive line. Until yeah, you're doing right. You only talk about corners right. when they're fucking burnt. All right. So, the fact that we talk about CJ Henderson, right? Good point. Is enough for me. We should never be talking about CJ Henderson. Yeah, year after year we are. All right, let's so, go to. We got some big yeah. super chats here. Is um, a couple of first. Uh, your boy White Chocolate Pre- Espresso said, "I didn't ask for Drew Brees. I just asked for 200 yards and no interceptions." But then we get the stats. Who said? Let me see. I'm gonna pull this up real quick. This one. Uh, we got two super chats where you're gone. We did the uh, Nervosh, right? So maybe yeah. we only got one. Uh, st- uh, the stat says it's because we saw KM come in and drop 400 plus on back to back debut games. That was magical. And I will say this: when it comes to, I think that we put ourselves in our own in this position a little bit. I think we inflated our expectations about everything. Do you remember when, um, was it Bill Voth just a couple of weeks ago came out and said, and I know, and you guys pushed back on it. And I think your pushback was valid. As he said, I think that part of this is the Panthers media, let this inflation get out of control. And you you guys did make the point, which is, that's the whole fucking job of the media department is to flame the shit out of something. I think this is that look is that what would it have taken to be impressed? And, and so I think that Kev is saying this easily in retrospect, like 200 yards and no um, picks like you would have walked away being like, Oh, Bryce Young's fucking awesome. But now you're 60 yards less and two picks, and you're like, fuck it, cut them. I think our when we hype something up in our mind, we too much, and this is, I think, where Greg was coming from. I think this is Greg's whole point, is you're setting yourself up to be let down. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, oh, what if he would have thrown 225 one pick and one touchdown, we still lost. You have been like, oh, my God. But it's like, look, my expectations were high, but I'm not jumping off of a cliff because Bryce didn't meet my expectations. I'm all in, It's baby. like, God damn, if you're a Panther fan, at some point, you have to have some hope about something, man. 
Dude, Russ, why are you even dude. a fan? Man, yeah, we need a quarterback. Like, like, I don't, I'm not going to get mad at people for having high hopes about players that we were told and that we feel like we should have high hopes in. All right. It is 1210 right now. Somebody called in twice. Unless this is the best call. We're here. It probably, you know, it might are these be the last two? No, we have four calls, but they're both of them duplicate. They have two calls. So we have four calls, two numbers. Two, two calls. Let's right. see what they got. This is me, C-Dog, 1983 And I'm trying to make this short and sweet. But I was at the game Sunday, and uh, very disappointed. Very disappointed from what I've seen Sunday. And the most disappointing thing was Bryce Young missing throws, missing deep throws. Mingo on a double move, wide open, touchdown. Overthrew him like five yards. Then he overthrew Marshall like on a deep ball. But I don't know, man. Just me personally, I have a lot of concerns with his arm strength and his size, you know. Then we have mediocre weapons. You know, we should have kept DJ Moore, but it is what it is, you know. But this outlook of this season, man, then Frank caught Frank White is just pathetic calling fucking plays. He's vanilla as fuck. Like you're gonna bring in Thomas Brown from the goddamn Rams, he's young, more innovative with the play call and let him call those goddamn plays, you know. Week then one, Brian Burns ain't worth goddamn twenty five million. Man, don't give Brian Burns a big fucking bad. You know, I give him like twenty three five. I wouldn't give him anything over twenty five. Oh that's just my personal opinion, you know. Then you got them JC Horn as JC Horn's a fucking bust. He's the, he can't stay on the fucking field. We should have drafted goddamn Patrick Sertain, but it's over and done with now. Just how we should have drafted fucking CJ Stroud. But she's gonna come at the bite us in the ass every goddamn time. You know what it don't even matter that we got a new goddamn coach. We still got the same dumb ass owner. You know. That's what I took from this shit, man. But, man, this, this is some bullshit. I'm tired of this shit. I have not been excited for football since we had Cam Newton. Mm. But all this shit right here is mm. some bullshit. I'm tired of being fucking bums, mm. you know. But anyways, man, whenever you come in here, make sure you hit the like button. And make sure you subscribe to this great content. These boys go live every Tuesday, every Friday. Then they have the... Uh, the game simulations as well and everything. But shout out to the whole C3 podcast. Okay, another brand new Doll 1983 TV out. Everybody have a great day and a great week. Don't Keep pounding. But don't Keep you ever come pound. back here again because I'm too old. They call them bums. My time trying to train a no good loser like you. You they call them bums. Those guys are a bunch of bums. Bombs, he called them. Um, but boy, my man is a brand ambassador. See, dog, hey man, you ain't no bum. So is Anthony, bro. He says, uh, with the $5 love bomb, Bryce is my guy. I would die on this hill. Uh, I believe in him. And next week, next week, me and Cody will be laughing at y'all when he balls out. He will develop 100. I agree. I'm ready for him. All right. See, dog wants some more for you, bro. Right, yeah, I think we got strats in the call. Yeah. And we got, uh, we're good. See, dog, nineteen eighty-three. My second call. Let me know if I got a cash app. Donate any. Oh yeah, oh, cash app, Tony. True King, eleven, eleven. I actually but broke his real fuck, quick, so I'll man. Take I don't want to hear no more about this Brian Burns shit. My man got done talking. It's first call, whatever. Talking about Brian, pay the man and all this bullshit. I'm probably in the position where we at right now. Paying motherfuckers who don't deserve this fucking money. Brian Burns ain't worth that type of goddamn money, man. 
Who the fuck was got them Brian Burns that got them after halftime? What was he at third quarter, fourth quarter? The C Dog nineteen eighty three T V was at the game I was looking for. Yeah, he thought the game off hot. Who was he at the goddamn halftime? His ass got them cool the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? And then boy the Bryce Young shit. Man, the man missed. He left some points out there, man. The Bryce Young left points on the motherfucking field, man. Period, man. I want to hear that bullshit. What the fuck was y'all got down watching? I was at the game. If you see that shit on TV, Mingo got that Marshall open. Separation. Got them overthrows. The nigga supposed to be got that accurate and all this bullshit. I told y'all this motherfucker got that little. Ain't nothing but got that 5'10". What the fuck? What did that have to do with the overthrow? I ain't hit the even call back in, but I'm just talking about that pay Brian Burns, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. That motherfucker ain't no game changer. Ain't no motherfucking Julius Peppers. He cleaned nobody. None of them got them boys. Thomas Davis? No. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's not no Julius Peppers. Come on, man. What are we talking about here? It's the truth. Man, Frank White can't call no fucking plays. Like, man, some of y'all fans need to wake the fuck up, man. For real. He'll say one thing that you he'll up, say one man. thing you agree with and one thing that like shit. Then got them Frank White could be nah, got them no holding Bryce Young back. What they got them play calling? Where the play call? Right. I can't say that. That's what I'm saying. He'll say one thing that he ain't go Marshall open. I'm, that Mingo, that, that was a fucking touchdown on my side. I wouldn't have got them third row. Touchdown. Come on, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I want to hear that shit. Mm-mm. He's a brand no ambassador. Sea Dog a brand shit, ambassador, man. though. She's you know, like, come on. In the preseason, you played better than goddamn how you played this goddamn first game. And this nigga had two goddamn turnovers. Like, what are we talking about, man? Cam Newton came out and threw for 400 goddamn yards. But everybody quiet. Nah, come on, man. This has got to be real, man. Because we stop goddamn bullshitting. Don't see though, you know, he got some more games to improve, but man, shit. Nigga got to go get Dion. He got that coach. Got to go get Dion. Suddenly, be, I got that quarterback. They're probably going to end up in motherfucking Dallas, whooping everybody ass in the future. Shit. We ain't got next. We got now. Oh, man. We ain't coming no more. Oh, we here. Play me my theme music. <laughs> Hey, that motherfucker is the best. Dude, Sid Dog is the homie. I I, even, even when people back in the day wanted me to ban him in the chat, Somebody I never did. Somebody banned Sid People thought he was a Falcons fan, just trolling people. What? I never ever would do that to to him or Anybody, to probably. We all tell people how to be a fan. You're allowed yeah. to believe. And by the way, he's been right before where, where you know we probably should have listened. Tony, uh, listen to this, man. C3 is international, bro. Love from Brazil. Keep pounding Carolina. We're going to be back. Yo, shout out to our Brazilian fans and Brazilian Panther fans, man. That's awesome. Everybody's got good points in some context, right? C-Dog said this. He ain't no Julius Peppers. you damn right. Julius Peppers on a different level. than I know you guys think Brian Burns got all this potential. Julius Peppers did that from day one, and he was bigger, strong. He's like the Nick Bosa of 2002. But I really believe that Brian Burns has one of the most elite spin moves I've ever seen in my life. And then somebody, I put this out. I put a tweet out, Cody, that said, 
I said, Brian Burns has the best spin move I've ever seen. And I was being honest at that moment. And the guy goes, well, you ain't ever looked at no Hayden, Hayden, what's his name? Hayden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, man, I've seen a little bit. But this motherfucker in game one against the Kansas City Chiefs did a double spin move. He spin left like a a tip top and then he spin right like a it. That shit was insane, bro. Insane. So I will say whoever said that I'm willing to listen. All right. This is the second one more call. This is the second call from stats. Look, uh, promise Q, uh, QS Panda said, no, Tony, Nick Bosa is the Julius Peppers. Of tw- That's exactly what I meant to say. And if I didn't say it correctly, yes. Is there a guy? See, that's the thing. Is that's the difference between Nick Bosa and Brian Burns? And it's not, please, if you're listening, uh, Brian Burns' brother, um, Loki. Lo- is it Loki or Lochi? Loki, right? Uh, Lucci? Lucci? Oh, it's Lucci. Yeah, hype man. His name Lucci. is Stanley McGlover, I believe. But That's how everybody if knows you're listening Lucci. to me, this is not a knock. But the fact is, if you're 280 and you do the things that somebody that's 255 does. It's more impressive. It's that, that's what Pep, Pep could do. He could do. Pep could play in a 3-4 and he was 280 pounds. Yeah, he can Pep play anything. Insane. He's the best the best dude you're right i 1000 percent agree with that nick bosa is the julius peppers of 2023 all right final call of the night hey strats again or stats again however you see it anyway i just want to point out one more thing because it is driving me nuts look if you have a web page that you have to search for text control f and it pulls up a search bar, I and then know you can type whatever you want. Oh my god! It's not case sensitive, and then you can highlight anything you want. So when you're yes. going through trying to find certain bets, let's say on your betting page, call- drop your I'm gonna cancel this. Your uh, your bet website here, <clears throat> then uh, plug AK. Okay. Then you know you can find the name of the person you're trying to. Yes, I could have done that, but I'm trying to write a podcast. Just, and I It's wasn't... a nice little trick, and everyone should use it. I'm on computers all day. That's my job, so it helps a thousand times. And the other point to make is that it's really hard to boil down. Like, I've got so many thoughts and things I want to share and talk about, but it's nearly impossible to just limit it all down into – I'm finding it hard to find the right words during a 30-second, you know – phone voicemail so um i don't know it is what it is i suppose but the uh, previous message kind of goes a long way was as far as thinking that i think frank needs some work himself and he i don't think he sees it yet and um i don't i don't know i don't have a, i want to have faith in them i don't want the team to lose of course i want them to win i want them to succeed but holy shit if it doesn't feel like a little bit of karma for not having, I mean, the 49ers defense, what I think they allowed, was it one yard they allowed? I mean, holy shit. Karma's a bitch, eh? Maybe we should have stuck with, with how that worked out and, uh, at the end of the season and given him one more oh, season what? Wilkes? shot. Wilkes? Okay. But 
I don't know. I don't want to jump there just yet. I'll pump the brakes, but fucking A, Frank. Pull your head out of your ass and stop trying to micromanage the whole fucking team. Let them oh, play and fair. do the job. You hired these motherfuckers to do, play their positions, to, to execute the roles as the coaches you fucking hired them for. Fucking let it unfold and stop micromanaging so much shit. That might Fuck be a, me. That might Tony, be. A good I point. don't know if Tony. you're ready. I have a feeling, a gut feeling, that this Thomas Brown, Frank Wright. Oh, yeah, debate, I'm not ready for that. Too. No, dude, I'm it's not, and it's not him. going anywhere either. Because We're it's continue too to have easy, it. bro. It's too All fucking right. easy. How about this? Is how many times? Go back in stats. Thank you for the control F tip. I do know it. Sadly, I will say this, and thank you, Cody, for being my producer of how much you have helped me in the production of the show by just pulling shit up, change. Like, it is sometimes difficult to lead a conversation to try to help. You know, you're trying to do seven things at once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, first, I do know Control F, but thank you for the advice. And a B, I didn't use it there, right? Because I'm sitting here trying to do the con- trying to do the prize picks. I wasn't expecting for it to fucking be that difficult. I think this whole like, uh, but if we controlled F'd discussions on Google about play calling, we know that offenses slowly install shit because they don't want to show everything in week one. They don't want to show every. So like, I don't think that it's just like, this is like, Oh, basic ass Frank Reich, bitch, basic bitch. Frank Reich can't call. I just don't. I think that's a premature discussion to have. You might be right in the end. You might be right in the end. But I don't think there's anywhere close to enough data to actually make a fair evaluation on that. But I 1,000% agree with you, Cody. That conversation will go zero places unless we're, like, fucking awesome. And And I told you this. I told you this once that, that I said, oh, shit. And, you know, uh, Sheena got pissed at me a little bit. Because I said, oh, it's starting already. And this was like in preseason game two. And it was like, oh, the offense looked better in the second half. And they were like, she was like, I ain't saying nothing, but offensive play calling looked better. And it was like eyeballs. So it was like, I, it was the most passive aggressive fucking like, and I was like, oh shit, it's starting already. Y'all I, motherfuckers, every cool. call. Like, oh, wait, I called a run right. And also, but Tony, I think it's also important to remember that Thomas Brown comes from a very highly uh, touted coaching staff over there in Los Angeles. Sean McVay spoke very highly of them. And it's also seen as like Frank Frank is the older coach. He's had his time calling plays. He's had levels of success. Okay. But it, it hasn't always looked incredible with him. So now fair. that All now now that that this is a discussion, we're going to continue to have it if this offense does not look dynamic enough on the field. Could you have said that about Andy Reid though? Brown. 
Could you have said that about Andy Reid, who was with Philadelphia, who made three consecutive NFC championships, couldn't get to the promised land? I mean, listen. And you could have been like, oh, Andy Reid does holding us back. I mean, I mean, it's just like you might be right. You might be right. But we don't have the data. But I'm not I'm not going to compare him to Andy Reid because one, why would I? And I I understand the point that you're making, but it's that one, why would I? And number two, uh, you know, at at this point in time, Frank Reich has no wiggle room. If this offense doesn't, it's week fucking one, homie. No, you're trying to tell me you're not going to get him. You're not understanding is. I'm not saying me, I'm talking about the fan base in general. If this offense does not look dynamic, you already have the guy. That's right there waiting to call plays better than you. That's so short-sighted. All right. It's so short-sighted. It's fucking The offense has to look better or else everyone is going to be wanting to move to Thomas Brown. Oh, I know they will be. I know they will be just like there were people that wanted Derek fucking Anderson to be the quarterback. Anytime Cam Newton wasn't doing well, it doesn't make it right. So I disagree and you might be right, but I will not concede to that in less than a year. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's just not, it's like, Oh, well, fuck it. You know what? You didn't call a good game. So fucking pass it on to this other motherfucker. It's too, it's too short. It's too TikTok. That's a TikTok. No, I'm not. You're, you're confusing me, but every other motherfucker that's saying, okay. oh, the I'm ready to fight. Bad. I'm, I'm going to fight I, these motherfuckers. I, I am saying that the proof is in the pudding now. I'm not giving anyone kudos for nothing that they don't do on the field, man. If you're not producing, then I'm not going to come up here defending you. So I, You know well, what? I, I thought the ba- same shit about Sirianni. And Based Sirianni fucking week. just was got we're sucking Sirianni's Italian dick two years later. So yes, is that you might be right, but you could just as quickly be wrong. It's too it's too mature. It's too premature. It's like making a judgment if you want to marry somebody or divorce them on one date. Anyway, this is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. I need y'all's help guys. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, share the show. If you drop this link, put it on red. Actually, I'm not supposed to say that, but if anybody puts this on Reddit, it would make me feel cool because supposedly all the smart, cool people are on Reddit. <laughs> Come on, man. We've been doing this podcast for 10 years. Let people fucking man, know. Let me tell you something. This pimping that I got in my blood, it came from a family tree. I didn't even my press the button. My granddaddy was a pimp. Uh, my great, great, that great granddaddy was a pimp. I'm talking about pimping been since pimping, since pimping, pimping, since pimping, pimping. It's in your bloodline. It's in my bloodline, motherfuckers. Go to CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Hit the shop tab. You can check out this. You can get this cool mug. You can get the fucking G. You know what? These people, they're like, oh, Thomas Brown, answer. You make me fucking sick. That's what G-Baby would say. You could also get the shut the hell up shit. We do have to mention this. Aaron Rodgers, Monday night, NFL News Times. We're not doing the drops. We're just running through it, Cody, real quick. 
Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football, the most electric buildup. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, have always ultimately been an Aaron Rodgers fan. He's gotten such a bad rep from the media. Right. I mean, and he believes or he's argued that it's a lot of has been manufactured. But boy, did they manufacture the opposite version of that over the last six months? Didn't Hard knocks. Throw, didn't even throw a pass. Shit. Before did you his, see his fucking? Yeah. It's sick. It that made recoil and in, in calf. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, listen, like I, dude. Can the, we trade Andy Dalton? No. Come on. Okay. No. Why would you trade? No. Why? Why not? Who gives a fuck? No. We don't see him. Co- Somebody said, oh, they need him to coach up Bryce Young. Bitch, I saw Bryce Young through two interceptions, and I didn't see no Andy Dalton in the same frame. Tony, he imagine coach- you're, imagine though you're a Jets fan this entire season. You've been pumping up Aaron Rodgers. Oh, imagine being and a then, podcast. Boom, now he's done. Imagine being us. Imagine yeah, not, yeah, just done. being a podcast just like in fact I have friends. I've been messaging them who play like a jet.com at play like a jet podcast. Check them out. Scott Mason. He's been coming, he's helped me out for we've been kind of co- uh, uh, like when you know when our storylines cross. Actually, this year was weird that we didn't link up. Imagine that. Imagine having the Panthers. You said this earlier about how how can you not feel this way after losing? You know what I'm saying? Like Panther fans being their feels is ultimately what you were suggesting about the Thomas Brown stuff. Imagine being a Jets fucking fan. You've been in your feels for like 30 years, bro. And you get this. You yep. get the best moment. He looks the part. The fucking, they're running off. They're chipping off 80-yard runs. And this motherfucker runs out there with a flag on 9-11. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was, uh, you're oh, a death fan. I hate a this. Look, I hate, you know what? This yeah, is. Yeah, I near, hate it for NFL, man. It, it, this a, shows you it's, it's not a, scripted, it's bro. A better, it's a better storyline. When the quarterbacks are healthy and out there balling out. Or if Aaron uh, Rodgers there, if you hate him or not, this is for Greg and his tinfoil hat. Hit the Greg, hit the tinfoil hat, folks. If you in the chat, you got that extra emoji there. This ain't no, this is the negative tinfoil hat. There ain't no way somebody put this in the script. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers blows out his goddamn Achilles. Uh, uh, Kristen Ladane said there was a podcaster uh, who compared the Jets uh, situation to the shining <laughs> red rum red rum red rum um how about this is homeboy jordan whitehead had three picks last night on your boy josh allen yeah he hit his uh his bonus for his incentive bonus in game one Fuck yeah. It's like this. he should just Good like fucking him. be like you know what I fucking I'm hurt <laughs> I'm hurt for the rest of the season. I got mine. Oh, injuries are happening. Deontay Johnson for the Steelers looks to have a hamstring injury. We know J.C. Horn's dealing with that. J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles. Another Achilles tear. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers. 
How about this, folks? Keaton Mitchell, he's on IR for four weeks because of a shoulder injury and preseason. But when this mug comes back, ECU, four point. He's, he runs a 4-2, This mug, Keaton Mitchell, he's going to be the – you better look for him in fantasy. The Bengals have released – Right tackle, Lel Collins, who they picked up two years ago in that effort to, I believe, help um, just uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow First yeah. of all, that uh, I love this fucking uh, uniform. Lel Burrow. Collins, what a great draft story of. No, actually, he's the worst one. I was thinking of the other dude that was taking the bonk hit. Lel Collins is a worse draft story. Yeah, he was convicted of some. No, he wasn't convicted. convicted. He got I know, I said the wrong. He was accused of some very bad shit. For like a murder being, or some shit. Yeah, and he had nothing to not do with true. it. Yeah. Uh, your boy, your boy sucked a big fat donkey dick last night. Yeah. Dude, was there, terrible. Was not a lot, there were not a lot of. Uh, Great quarterbacks this weekend. I mean, there were except a couple, for Tua, but, Tua, Tua, best yeah, quarterback in the league. Right. Justin Herbert looked all right. A what about this shit? Trevor dude, Lawrence looked all right. Did uh, do it's a doubleheader Monday, right? Are the Steelers on Monday night? Uh, um, I hope so because I felt like this is why I saw this tweet. The Steelers have won 20 consecutive Monday night games at home. The last Monday night football game they won, uh, they lost at home was in 1991. How fucking cool is it to be a Steelers fan? And then this. The last night was not the start of the season that the Giants had hoped for. Fucking the Giants got fucking curb stomped on Monday. Look at this. They lost that no team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse. I'm guessing on uh on Monday night football. Lost the sack battle seven to zero or worse. Lost the turnover battle three or zero or worse. Had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, threw a pick six in the same season. So no team. Oh no! So it wasn't just on Monday. So no team has had these stats in the same season. The Giants did it in the first game of the season. Damn, dude, that hey, things could always be worse, right? Everything in context. All right. It's better to be a Panthers fan right now than it is a Giants. What about this shit, Devontae? You know I like some fucking. <laughs> This is immediately to the gay shit right here. Devontae Adams on Jimmy Garoppolo apologizing for him missing a pass. So I've, as Jimmy Garoppolo passes, uh, apologizes to Devontae Adams for missing him. He said that to me, that's like arguing with your girl. And she says, I'm sorry. All right, let's watch a movie. Now we're good. Look at this comment right below. Another straight man imagining himself in a relationship with Jimmy G. <laughs> Love this shit. Oh, by the way, Charles Cross left tackle for the um uh the Seattle Seahawks is out with turf toe. They signed uh 41-year-old Jason Peter today. That's the news. Wow, That's really? the C3 Panthers podcast. We got one final segment to hit the ice up segment. Cody, can you take us to the ice up segment, please? Let's do it. 
up, son. Ice up. This is our homage to e- uh, to Eve Smith, to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. This is we can step into the football world. We can step out of the football world. What we do is we tell someone to toughen up. Cody, I don't have a ton. I mean, I have enough. Dude, I don't, I, this might be the first night in forever that I don't have. All right. I got you covered. I got you covered. All right. So here we go. We'll just run through them super quick, just like we did the news. Check that. Look, I got I, I got an ice up folder in my Twitter bookmarks. How about this one? Let's see. If, oh, it doesn't blow up there. Okay, so this is the video, or the link. All no, right. it's no, no. This right. All right, this right here. Do this. A Democratic Party leader in Minnesota worked towards dismantling the M- Minneapolis P- PD in 2020 and the Black Lives Matter Antifa rights. Now she has come forward about being the victim of a brutal carjacking outside her home by armed youth. She demands prosecutions. To me, the ice up pick is this picture on the left. What the fuck is wrong with her on the left? She looks better on the fucking right. Car covered in blood. God knows. I can't. That one's all right. So that's my first one. My second one is this shit. I don't know who to ice. This woman just goes crazy for two minutes. 32 seconds. She just smashes every single. I don't know why. All right, here's full. You don't have to turn the volume on if you don't want it. She just keeps smashing. Well, what? She pissed about something. All right, here's the ice up pick, though. Look, this guy's been filming her, and she walks towards her. Look, look. He runs away. And he fucking turns the camera around like a little bit. All right, so that's my second one. How about this shit? How about this shit? I got to turn the music off. This guy tries to swim under ice to this spot. He gets all the way oh, there. Oh, no. Look. No. Fit, look. Oh, no. What a dumbass. Look. Now, he gets out of this a lot. Look, this one dude's trying to jump on the shit. <laughs> look, they're trying to cry. Luckily, they have a rope. Look, he pulls himself back. So, again, I don't know if this shit's fake or not. But it looked like he got all the way to the point and got flustered. All right, so ice up to you, homie. Wow, he's literally under the ice. Look at this shit. How we doing? Fucking fight, bro. Kick his ass. Fight. Fight. They not even playing football. He said, "Look, look they blow the yeah, you whistle." Right? Nah, I know. Get up. Somebody Keep said whooping. he already iced up. Yep. 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 Listen to this. Look at that fat boys over there. <laughs> it's like, yes, y'all fighting. Oh, yeah, like I'm doing. What about this shit? The entire administration is so. Uh, the energy secretary Jennifer Granholm went on a, a a road trip to tour an electric a vehicle to prove how great 
electric vehicles are. They ran into trouble almost immediately as they found out there was not enough charging stations. So she sent her her staff ahead with a gas car and had them reserve a spot at a charging station because they're coming in on low battery. A family ended up calling the police because her staff was using gas cars to block electric vehicles from the station. Way to go. Way to go. That's hilarious. And my final, I'm not going to play it. I'm not playing it, but this is a bar in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, no, it was in it wasn't Minneapolis. It was in Wisconsin. But it wasn't Green Bay, but it was somewhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. Said this is that if the Jets lose, uh, if the Jets win, they'll give them free bar tab. A free bar tab. So all of these Packer fans show up to cheer against Aaron Rodgers in his debut as a Jet. He then tears his Achilles or ruptures his Achilles in the first four plays. And they go, there's no. So people start drinking like fucking crazy saying, you're going to get me. You're going to pay my tab. The fucking thing goes to overtime. And then they on a punt return. And bitches had to pay all that. Ice up, son. Boy, the C3 Panthers podcast without. I don't know how it goes this late, but it does. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Go to the website. Click the stories. Every click helps. And you know what? This is what you could do. If you can't donate a dollar to the podcast, you could go to Carolina Cat Chronicles, click a story, look at it, and pretend you're reading, and then click an ad, and it gives me like a dollar. 50 cents. Come on. Every little bit counts. Cody Lack, we are on our way to 6,000 subscribers on yes. YouTube, homie. Oh, baby. Hit that subscribe Fuck. button. Hey, Tomorrow. Do you have other Panther friends that you think would want to come and hang out with C3? Please. Let them know, man. Let them know. We're out here. We're the pod for Panther fans by Panther fans. Tell me, tell them what we have coming up. Tomorrow morning. Mike K, beat check, 45 minutes. Great interview. He said this to me. He said, man, I've been, people are asking me left and right, but I've been trying to get up with you cats. He made time in his day to talk to us about it today. I played some clips, some teasers today. Monday, tomorrow morning, beat check. Cody Lack, you, I had to pay $100 today. For that NFL plus, we better be watching some film. Call me. Oh, we're watching film. film. Let's do it. Yeah, we are watching film. The C3 film room coming back. It goes out a day early for all the super fans for only $1.99 a month. Uh, We appreciate y'all, man. We're going to dive into some of the film. Uh, And then the Madden simulation. Madden also fucking balling out. CK did a great. And it predicts every single game. Yeah, the Madden simulation compared to what happens. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, hate it. And, th- this last week and last year, Stupid. it was yeah, man. The Friday free for on Friday Every nights. Friday, Cody has that's... created an army of people. It's your show on Friday night. You can come on at seven p.m. You can come on and be the host of the C Three Panthers podcast. That's right. And Monday night, 
bro, you go. You go to the I game. Will. I got this post game, homie. If you yeah. get back, I got you. If you don't get back, I still got you, homie. We'll be up into the wee hours of the morning because this motherfucking podcast has been rocking for 10 years. We might not be the biggest in numbers, but we are the fucking mightiest. Cody Lack, take us out of here. Situation. Keep pounding. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.